Greetings! This is Dr. Garnet St. Paul reminding all of our listeners to listen to your masks and watch our podcast. This is InfoSports Now. The time is now. The place is now. And this is InfoSports Now. What it do, America? Welcome. Welcome back to number one misleader in sports and political satire and parody and analysis. This is InfoSports Now. Back in the Freedom Studios. I am loving all of this. I am your host. This is Kip Cutler. And <laughs> I mean, my voice broke way too early and we're just now getting started. Probably not a good sign. I'm here with my co-host today. Yeah, it's uh, it's me. It's Chris, the Chris, the co-host. And unfortunately, after bringing back this jerk off, uh, like oh, I'm sorry, Doctor Jerk Off. Thank you, Garnet Saint Paul. Thank you, Doctor Garnet Saint Paul. My bad, Doctor Garnet Saint Paul. You know that whole doctor thing probably doesn't really matter that much, does it? The uh, only reason I'm on your show, Kip, is to lend you a little bit of credibility with my. PhD in relevant studies. Did you so, use the word credibility? I did. That is ordinarily not how most people would describe this show. Oh yeah, no, I've never heard it. In fact, used in in conjunction with InfoSports. Well, not anybody outside of InfoSports, right? No. I am here for the credibility. Credibility. One hundred percent. Garland right now is uh, on assignment. He is getting some research. Because, you know, everyone else is lying but us. InfoSports Now. Go to the InfoSportsNow.com. My, my bad, Dr. St. Paul. You look like you wanted to say something. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just trying to figure out how Garland was going to do research when I'm fairly certain he cannot read. Wait, that's not, okay, entirely accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can read. Sure, he can read people. Yeah, he can use a calculator. That's like the same thing. He can use a calculator? Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about Alan Iverson. And I, I wanted to do an episode on, on AI for a while. Here are some of his nicknames. Uh, obviously, AI, mm-hmm. his initials. There is The Answer. Okay. Yeah. To what? We'll find out later. Um, the third degree. His number was three. Ivy, like Ivy Y. I don't know where that came from. Like like mm-hmm. Iverson, like Ivy. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, I can like, see it. Possibly his education. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's that's definitely not it. Hey, if his handles were like so like like synonymous with education, sure. Hmm. Like he's at fucking Cornell. Yeah. Okay. No, his, his handles were were top notch. However, if his hairstyle was synonymous with, like, a college, we're going to go, like, North Carolina A&T. Which has an excellent band. Oh, that band is amazing. You know what? Okay. Not not North Carolina A&T. That's my fault. Let's let's Um, go throw it to uh, Daytona Beach Community College. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Or, like, uh, wait, wait. Who's the Bull Weevils? What school is that? 
a good question. It's somewhere in Arkansas. I believe that. It's like the South. Or Alabama. Ooh, it's one of those schools. That mascot's stupid. Uh, oh, is it Monticello? Is it is it UAM? Bull Weevils? Oh, yeah. That school is dumb. Uh, athletic teams are known as the Bull Weevils and Cotton Blossoms. I assume that's for the ladies. Cotton Blossom sounds like... <laughs> okay, you know what? We we already have the explicit rating. I'm going to say this anyway. Cotton Blossom sounds like normally what you call a cream pie. Hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's occasionally me, right? Hadn't thought about it like that, Kip. You know... <laughs> You know, you put the icing all over the crease in the cinnamon rolls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys get what I'm saying? I think everyone gets what you're saying, Kip. Damn it. I need Garland here for this. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have to clip just this part of the show and send it to the University of Arkansas Monticello Athletic Department. Oh, no, we should. Muscadine Betty, what are you looking at? I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I, I didn't say the word. I should, mm-hmm. You guys hear the headphones, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't. I used icing. Oh, I used icing. Mm-hmm. That is true. We're That's off, all I can say. Off the great start. Oh, my favorite Iverson nickname is me, myself, and Iverson. That I love. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Does oh. that? Did he give that one to himself? No, he did not. I will explain that nickname later because it's, <laughs> it's very accurate. All right, so uh, before I get into, we're going to start off where, like, where he grew up and everything. But I just want to say right now that um, I watched a Sports Century docu- uh, documentary on ESPN. And here is legit part of the first paragraph that they used. Wait just one second, Kip. Are what? you telling me that you are endorsing another media outlet? Such as ESPN? Oh, endorsing? Absolutely not. They're horrible. But legally, I do have to say where I got it from. Hmm. But in Sports Century documentary, they described Allen Iverson as a hip-hop representative with a walking billboard of tattoos, braids, fixed scowl, and a defiant attitude. Were they hitting on him? I mean... That's normally how I describe a modern day protester, but to each their own. Yeah. Alan E. Zale Iverson. That's way too many vowels. Hmm. Way too many vowels. Yeah, his middle name's E. Zale. E. Zale? No one's named E. Zale. Come on. I think he is, actually. One person's named E. Zale. That you know of. Damn it. All right. I'll let that. Okay. You got me on that one. I'm, there's probably a whole bunch of e-zales hmm. and in about 10 years a whole bunch of covids all right alan ezel iverson was born june 7th 1965 in hampton virginia to a 15 year old single mother as you can expect his father abandoned him i say expect because i mean if you're pregnant a 15 year old you're probably not hanging around especially if you're an adult, just throwing that out there. So, Alan was a brave, rambunctious child who would... Oh, I'm saying you wouldn't stick around because you're going to be arrested. In, oh. in case anybody was wondering what we, I meant we, by I, that. Okay. I had nothing to fact check you on that. That is absolutely accurate. Someone okay. who impregnates a 15-year-old child yeah, it's a would be erected, yeah. uh, arrested. Should be arrested, yes. Um, You know, unless they're... I Wait, said erected. did you say should be erected? <laughs> 
I did, but I was. Busk a dime bag. Get on her for that. I know. I'm, sorry. I'm not a doctor, but that's what I call a Freudian slip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I was gonna say, unless they are multi-billionaires. No, this guy. Because we all know. No. Oh, oh, then, you're right. Then you just switch banks. Oh no. Yes. Oh man, that's Swiss banks. So correct. We're just gonna skip past that before someone knocks on our door. I'm not a billionaire. But anytime you bring up billionaires possibly being involved in having sex with Alan Iverson's 15-year-old mother, normally because they've been kidnapped on the plane by a lot of people having sex with them. You know what? We'll just skip all that. There is a, a website to report if you like maybe think that you're an heir of a billionaire uh, child rapist. Um, really? I thought they contacted you. Oh, no, no, no. There is a, there's a form you can fill out. Oh. And then you can send in some swabs and yeah, so they will check to li- see. Listeners, if you're interested, this is definitely not a scam that's like, I don't know, operated by the CIA uh, to collect and, and, you know, sort of dispose of dead ends. If you say anything um, is definitely not a scam, people are definitely going to assume it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just in case you think that for whatever reason, a billionaire financier pedophile is your illegitimate father, you might want to Google this website and, you know, send in your deets. Well... Look at the hand movement of the, you know what? Okay. We're going we're gonna to get back to Alan Iverson here. Also, if you do and think the that. totally legitimate comments you were making about his mother. Yes, let's go. I am just saying that you can't have sex with a 15-year-old. That's all I'm saying. Right. If you are 15, still don't do it. But also, not illegal. Two 15-year-olds having sex, not technically illegal. Yeah. Definitely not. If you are not 15 and he or she is, super illegal. Oh, yeah. Great. Glad, glad we got out of the way on that. Now, um, if you're on a roll, that is the second true thing you have said today. Look, look, don't patronize me, okay? Is that is that what patronize means? I don't know. Garland isn't here and I am all out of sorts. But do patronize us. There is a Patreon page for ISN. When Alan was 12 or 13, his father figure, Michael Freeman, was arrested for selling drugs. And of course, in true, not good parenting fashion, Alan was present for that. Can you imagine it though? It's just like, he gets like, okay, so you got Michael and like a young Alan. And he's like, hey, look here, Alan, I'm going to teach you accounting. How much does a G cost? Oh, hi there, officer. I was just teaching my son here about weight. And the officers all like, well, if you're using grams, don't you mean mass? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're a police officer. You're actually less educated than me, a drug dealer. Which somehow I offended both parties, but I am still very, very correct. Somehow. Right. Drug dealers are more educated than cops. I think that That's the uh, biggest true. mistake you made there, Kip, was assuming that cops and drug dealers are not one and the same. No, they are, except one did not probably graduate college, and the other ones probably did. I mean, the drug dealers most likely graduated high school and college. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to college with several drug dealers. Yeah. (laughs) All of us did. (laughs) Confederate University? Are you kidding me? You know how many meth dealers were out there? Yeah. Basically everyone. Yeah, probably not even enough to keep up with the number of meth users. Oh, no, not, no, no, no. People that use meth really use it. Like a lot. Yeah. I mean, weed too, but. 
Sure. Definitely meth. Yeah. De- in Mississippi? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know how long summer is in Mississippi? Very long. It's long. I mean, it's how like hot? Six months of the year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, probably nine to ten months. Like it's been hot. It's Have been you guys hot. been outside? No. I tried to avoid it. I can't remember the last time I was outside. <laughs> Have you been next to a window? Yeah, I've looked at a window. It looks yeah. warm. It feels it, right? You can feel that sunlight. Yeah, I can feel the sun on my face for like two to three hours out of the day. Especially when I turn off the air. Yeah, oof. Yeah. Anyway, nothing about that. So, Alan also once said in an interview that he would not play basketball growing up unless girls were watching. So, I mean, that's you got to be pretty good to only play when bitches are watching. Mm, yeah, Gonna go ahead and uh, dispute that use of the word bitch, but I will agree that uh, when studying the developmental patterns of young men and their attempts to woo young women, it does actually seem to take a whole lot of uh, hubris to do such a display of yeah. What the fuck is hubris? Pride. Oh, thank you. Thank you for using normal words. It's a king move. From from uh, young uh, me, myself, and Iverson here. Dude, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, the MMI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you're that good, though, and you're like 13, I mean, does it really matter? I mean, you can play whenever you feel like it when you're that good. But were they, were, were the young women impressed? I mean, probably. I don't know. They, I didn't go, I didn't ask them. I just did. I thought you've researched this. I did time. research it, but. Who's concerned about what a bunch of young scallywags think? Think about it. We're not even concerned with what professional women think in this country. You think I'm going to be concerned about what some 13-year-olds think? We have women out there every day researching things, saving lives, literally coming up with stuff that will make all of our lives better, and we don't listen to them. You want to know why? Because I am a proud Southern conservative white Protestant male and, which I definitely am, mm-hmm. and there's no reason to question that. Which I did. And because everyone else like me, we don't have time to listen to women who have more degrees, are smarter than us, and basically make all of our lives better. And we probably wouldn't be in the situations we're in if we didn't have, or if we had more women doing all of these things yeah. that they're doing, but we don't listen to them, so that's why we are where we are. So all of this to say, you did not ask any of the young women. Oh hell no, okay. no, not at all. No, no, well, no. Remember, I'm a Southern conservative Protestant white male. I have zero think. time to listen to a woman. Are you kidding me? What's that, Muscadine Betty? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, I can't. I can't say that. Okay. Well, I still mean it. Yeah, and as as podcasters, uh, we're especially concerned with vocal fry. What the fuck is that? What, what? What? Well, are you fucking serious? I am. Well, talk, would you talk just a little bit lower for us, Doctor St. Paul? No. I'm so confused. Right well, now. you know, look the 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 the, the feminine uh, vocal mystique when it gets to a certain lower level experiences a, a sort of what's called a fry. There's kind of a fading out. 
Oh, of, uh, is this something like the frequency? Like the we can't hear it. Kind of. Yeah, public radio gets uh, thousands of emails complaining about this every year. Oh, I and don't care about public radio. Even the men on public radio do it. Yeah. They call it NPR voice. But the one that gets exactly what you're talking about. The thing to complain about is when women do it. That's yes, when women do it. This one is so grating, so irritating. Because when women speak, men find it grating and irritating. That is a hundred percent true. Yes, (laughs) I mean, I I mean, every time you talk, correct. No, seriously, every time you talk, uh, Doctor Saint Paul, I, I do. I have a problem. It, it, it grinds my ears. Same thing with you, Crazy Chris. Every yeah. time you talk, you must be a woman too. I, I, it just, I cannot take it. But I've you know a what? a little bit of fry. Every time, like, Billy Hawk Ricky, every time he talks, same thing. Hmm. It's hmm. almost like anyone who doesn't agree with me, it has that same effect. That's interesting. You should put it that Kip, way. I'd like to let you know that I also experience something every time you talk. Um, it's not grating my ears so much as killing my brain cells is what it feels like. No, no, no. That's from all of the, uh, what's it called? Asbestos we have in the studio. It's probably not me talking. Huh. However, the last woman that said that to me referred to it as dryness. Every time I talk, she just gets drier and drier. Hmm. Which, I understand that. You're not an appliance. Never heard that. Right. At least not the correct uh, use for the appliance. You know? I mean, it's not like she fills herself up with liquid and washes dishes. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, Kenmore makes all of these things, and that bitch's name ain't Kenmore. Hmm. Probably like Kiasha or like Kenyatta. You don't remember uh, her name? Or Panye. Oh, well. <laughs> I told you I was going to squeeze it in there. You like that muscadine, Betty? I told you I was going to do it. Told you I was going to do it. So, Alan's childhood name was Chuck. And, um, obviously, gray of basketball, killed fools on a basketball court. Uh, Iverson's mom, Anne, was reportedly, now this is not my words, in the streets very often. So then Alan moved into his stepfather's house, I mean, before the whole arrest thing. And uh, his dad sold a lot of cocaine, allegedly, or stepdad sold a lot of cocaine, allegedly. I also forgot to mention that Alan walked his sisters to school or the bus stop every single day. And then after school, walked them home, normally fed them, and took care of them while his mom was not there, which is very, very often. That's so sweet. It's unfortunate that he had to do that at such a young age. Oh, absolutely. Because and yet, it's, still very sweet. And yeah. probably... And then you had AAU coaches out there scouting and probably pulling him in different directions. Because if you want to see a leech and want to know what they look like, find an AAU basketball coach. They're almost the exact embodiment of what scoundrels are. I wrote an entire paper on youth sporting coaches uh, for my PhD in relevant studies. So I can verify what Kip is saying. No, I'm not. Okay, I forgot. I'm Kip Cutler. I got to really remember that. I'm not saying they're scoundrels because they take advantage of plenty of young boys and girls, depending on what sport it is. I'm saying that it's capitalist and it should be okay because this is America. 
And just because you actually sign contracts with shoe companies and make sure that your AAU team does a certain schedule wearing a certain apparel and then you bank that money and you don't distribute to them does not mean that it's wrong. Right, guys? Right. The exploitation is baked into the system. So, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to, um, you know, you have to go out and find somebody to scam you. They'll find you. Right. And hey, these are coaches of all colors. Mostly men, though. All men. Men are the ones doing this. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad. It just means that you're a capitalist. And that's good. Right, guys? We can all agree on that? Was it good for Allen Iverson? Can you tell us how does this Oh, end? God, no, not at all. Okay. Oh, God, no. no tell us not. more. Uh-uh. The only thing that, that, that the people around him ever did was just literally keep drugs out of his pocket because they knew how good he was. So literally, he had people around the community yanking him out of situations all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also sweet. Yeah, I mean, no, that's a great thing. I mean, they weren't the AAU coaches, but like hmm. his his high school coach, who was not an AAU coach, was, you know, looking out for him. There was, and don't get me wrong, everybody knew he was going to be great as long as they could keep him off the streets. For every one Allen Iverson, there are 15 other Allen Iversons who never made it there. Yeah. That is fair. And I would like to to address this, this point about uh, the AAU coaches not being the ones uh yanking drugs out of his pocket because you said his high school coach was helping and and you know the venn diagram of aau coaches and public school teachers is, oh, yeah. is just two circles next to each other oh yeah there is no overlap yeah. oh yeah because aau coaches are making money most of them have and public a... school teachers are not interested in that that's that's it so that oh, they're well. not interested in making money not yet they're not yeah <laughs> It depends. A lot of basketball coaches sometimes do start in public school, but you have to be really, really good and get an opportunity. These AAU coaches are normally doing other things like investing, stockbroking, you know, these kinds of jobs to where, why are you an AAU coach? Oh, you were in the NBA once and now you're an AAU coach? Amazing. Why would you pick this career? Especially one where you have to travel around a lot. I'm just saying, some of these people in this stuff, you know, it takes a lot of time and you have to make money to do that. Just throwing it out there. But uh, God bless the public school teachers, let me tell you. Oh, public school teachers are... The heroes of this story is what I'm seeing. Kip Cutler is saying that I'm Kip Cutler. Okay, guys, you guys remember that. America, remember that. I'm Kip Cutler. Public school teachers are are the sacrificial lambs of America because every we put everything on them as God intended to just so we can blame them for every single thing. Like the problem is, oh, people aren't getting educated, which is why capitalism is the best system to run America so we can yank money out of their pockets, literally defund them every single chance we get. And, but but the only time the word defund has any weight is when it applies to anything that isn't education because this is fucking America. And I'm a Republican, so I love it. I actually don't know how to follow that one up. Uh, I'm just going to go with 
we should definitely fund public school more because it sounds like public school teachers are the ones who created such a wonderful athlete that we're hearing about today. Wrong. Public school teachers did nothing and they never have done anything. I'm Kip Cutler. Thank you, Kip Cutler. Um, let's hear more because this story sounds like it's about to get inspiring. Lifetime movie kind of way. Well, let's enjoy the good stuff while it lasts. Also, do you, hey, Chris, do you like my new, uh, my new zinger? I'm Kip Cutler. We're really working on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought, I, I heard you try it out and it felt fresh. Yeah. I mean, it, it is the first time I've used it and I've never used it at any other time before. Yeah. Don't listen to our last podcast. Wait, 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 no, no, listen to our last podcast. Sure. Yeah. Fuck. I've still been thinking about that lamb metaphor, honestly. I, I'm not gonna lie, I totally forgot what it was, but now I also want lamb. Yeah. I mean, I didn't come up with that. And I don't want anyone to ever think that I ever sympathize with anybody. After you okay? sacrifice a lamb, do you get to eat it? Isn't that what you do? I think God gets to eat it. God gets to eat it. At least in all of the religious texts I've read. I don't know. I probably oh. wouldn't I probably wouldn't season a lamb no it doesn't well. matter though because sacrificing a lamb does not matter unless you're one of god's chosen people can i get a pan yeah oh well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. which i definitely am one of god's chosen people mm-hmm. i mean i am yeah <laughs> actually just me and cal and right. garland and that's it that's the end of the list so does that mean that you get sacrificed no, no, no. Everyone else can sacrifice. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. get to eat all... Wait, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Shit. You know what? Did you know Michael Vick is also from Hampton, Virginia? Oh, no shit. Yeah. So that's two very good athletes. And InfoSports Now Hall of Famer Glenn is also... Okay, he's from Houston, but he hmm. went to Hampton University. Uh-huh. I went out there and visited him once. Yes. Shit, that's a black school. Uh, not Kip Cutler went out and visited him there once. Right. Somebody that y- y- is not you. Yeah, no, definitely not me. Uh-huh. Kip Cutler would never go there. Ever. That school sucks. <laughs> Don't worry, Glenn will tell you it sucks too. Okay, so Alan uh, failed the eighth grade because he didn't go there a lot. Mm-hmm. He didn't really show up that much. And uh, so then... Once he moved to his stepdad, he went to Bethel High School in Hampton. And uh, he was the... Oh, he went... Okay, my bad. He started for a school in ninth grade. Okay? Um, well, I mean, I'm sorry. He started as the starting quarterback of the football team in ninth grade. And running back. Oh. And huh. defensive back. Was he... The only person on the football team? Oh, no. There's plenty of other people on the football team. He was just better than them. Yes. Oh. Yeah, no. He did all those things. Oh, he also starred as a point guard in ninth grade, too. You know, went straight to varsity. In all of these. In basketball and football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did start all the years he was there. Because, of course, he did, right? In his junior year, he led Bethel State to a state... Bethel State... He led Bethel High School to a state championship in basketball. And just because he really wanted to give a fuck you to the world, he also did the same thing in football. 
I yeah. gotta say, Kip, I'm really impressed with this topic of a podcast. We usually, uh, we trend towards the darker side of sports. And I uh, really like talking about someone who's as inspirational as this young man is. You probably went away about 30 minutes, and then we'll see if you have that same opinion. So, Allen Iverson was a two-time Big East Player of the Year. He went to Georgetown. He also participated in a Wait ni- a second. What? Yeah. I got one of my many degrees at Georgetown. Which one? The one where they probably had affirmative action for women like you to go there and get a degree and studies such as in tegumentary study? No, no, no. It was it was the degree in the the whole uh, self-flagellation thing, like like the monk in uh, the Da Vinci Code. No. Oh. That is not the degree that I got. Was it in liberal arts? Because you know those don't count. I do have several degrees in liberal arts. Well, I only believe in conservative arts. Right. Um, You know how in Harry Potter, they have those teachers that teach, what is it called? The dark arts? I think that's what you're talking about. You know good and goddamn well. I have never read a Harry Potter book, but I know everything about Quidditch. I know good and goddamn well that you've never read a book, Kip. And also, um, I also... Went to Georgetown. How exciting. What an excellent school. That's where I studied. It wasn't political science as much as it was getting political with people. Like the science of that. And like with little. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Small it's, Catholic bulldogs. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, there was a whole class in, in how to properly pet small Catholic bulldogs, but we also took an entire Got class. It in how to appropriately argue with people from your hometown on Facebook. Wait a minute. Did you say you guys petted small Catholic bulldogs? Oh, yeah. Because that sounds like a... Go uh, Hoyas. It's a tradition is what it's called. Say, I know you love traditions. Oh, are you kidding me? I am all about traditions. Yes. And you're right, Crazy Chris. Go Goya. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what I heard. The Bean Company. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Are they a new sponsor? Did I just get points for that? I got points for that, right? Hell no. They can't afford us. Okay, let's go to the 1995 World University Games, where Alan Iverson participated. It's basically like, you know how like in the Olympics, there's like a under 20 or under 19 league thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. the World University Games are like that for different sports. Except it's not the Olympics because it doesn't happen during the Olympic years. So that way, you have top prospects. They can still play internationally, get some experience. Because, you know, you don't have to wait every four years. So, get a load of this fucking college roster here. And you guys are going to tell me which one of these names you've heard of before. Okay, so you say the name and we just say yay or nay? Yep. I'm going to start with the ones you probably have it. Then go into the ones you have so let's start with Chucky Atkins. Nay. Nope. He was a very good player. Solid NBA player, too. I'm going to go ahead and say anyone playing in something called the uh, World, World University, University Games, Games is a pretty good player. Yes, they are. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, anybody that's watched basketball for years knows everyone on this list. Othella Harrington. Nope. Very cool. But no. Sounds like it's from Mississippi. Othella, mm. yeah. her first name, right? Like, like, Othella. Like, hey, 
Pharaoh fella. Nope, that's that's not Mississippi at all. <laughs> that was like Shakespearean. Almost. Chris, why didn't you stop me before I even started that? <laughs> I uh, I, don't I wish I could have stopped you so many times. Capable Kat. of stopping you, Kev. Uh, here's a okay. This is a real name of a person, Carrie Kittles. Hmm. No way. That used to be my bar name. That's not that good. He wasn't that good. I mean, he, okay, he was a starting shooting guard uh, during the early 2000s on the New Jersey's Nets team with um, Jason Kidd. They went to the NBA Finals. It was Jason Kidd, um, Jason Carrie Kidd. Kittles. Yeah, know that one. Oh, yeah, you know Jason Kidd? Yep. Yeah, he had arrested for domestic violence once in 2001. I remember that, too. Fucking asshole. Uh, Richard Jefferson, Kenyon Martin, and your token white guy, Todd McCullough. And the best part about this entire team is all of them are beige. Seriously, look up the 2003 New Jersey Nets starting lineup. Like, they're just like all beige, besides Todd McCullough, who is the gingeriest of white. Hmm. I know, you learn stuff all the time on this show. I hate to admit it, Kip, but I do. Have you ever heard of Lorenzen Wright? Nay. Played for nope. the Memphis Grizzlies. Um... He played at University of Memphis. Is from Memphis. He also I'm sensing a theme. He's also dead now because his ex-wife just got arrested uh, uh, two or three years ago for his death. I think in 2011 or 12, maybe I don't remember. Oh. Anyway, he was found burnt up and shot in the car, and then um, his ex-wife and her mistress got arrested for it to collect on insurance money. Is why mm. they did that. And it took a few years to actually get them. But yeah. So that's Lorenzen, right? We did not cover this in my PhD of irrelevant studies. Yeah, no. That seems a little too relevant for in, something that in, I would know. We can cover him in, one day. In what know. order was he burned up and shot in the car? I, I'm not even going to lie. I don't remember if it was burned. I feel like it was, but he was definitely shot and left in the car. Okay. And then they couldn't, uh, they didn't arrest the ex-wife. She didn't have enough evidence. Oh, right. she was always a suspect. Sure. Right. But that's mostly because she didn't do it. Her mistress did. But it took her like six years for them to figure that yeah, out? Yeah, it took them a few years. Oof. Yeah. There's a dude named Charles O'Bannon on his team. Okay. He wasn't as good in the NBA, but serviceable. Your token white guy, Austin Crocher. He once got in a fight. Oh, I'm sorry. He once tried to stop a fight between Brad Miller and Shaquille O'Neal and promptly got punched in the face and had his jersey ripped. That he, sounds like exactly what would happen if you tried to break up that fight. Well, he saved Brad Miller from getting his ass kicked. So, good good on him. Yeah, there's not many people who could fight Shaquille O'Neal. And there's just this one other lame-ass dude on this team named Ray Allen. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Yay. You guys heard no. of Ray Allen? Very, very familiar. Yeah. Yes. Jesus Shuttlesworth himself. Oh. Yeah. He got game. Denzel Washington. No. I, uh... Well, Ray Allen was in it as Denzel Washington's son. Oh. Did a pretty good job. Uh, Wait, no, I hate Ray Allen. No, he sucked in that movie. He was good in that movie. I mean, he was pretty good. I mean, he was an okay NBA player, mostly because he played with LeBron. And you know how we feel about that. Right. Or I feel about that. Fuck LeBron James. And this other random not dude. Okay, 
Allen Iverson's also on his team. But there's this also very little-known player named Tim Duncan that was on this team. Yeah. Yeah. Aware of. Yeah, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Just the best power forward of all time was on this team. And yes, they did beat everyone in this tournament. Like, unmercilessly. Like it, wait, unmercifully. No, mercilessly. Both. You guys get what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I've had a lot of fucking alcohol. Oh, I am just... Yeah? Okay. So... Uh, shit. You know what? Let's take a break real quick. And we come back, we're going to get into uh, Alan's NBA years, and then we're going to get into the good shit after that. The good shit? Yeah. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, it's the good shit. Info sports now. Is your water boring, plain, ugly? Drain the swamp and fill up Amazon Springs, the finest unfiltered drinking waters from the Amazon River. Water should be fun sexy and very very dirty amazon springs is the official drinking water of president bolsonaro your body and intestines will never be the same amazon springs drink dangerously wilson's gun and grocery shooting hunger in the face one child at a time hey what up man this is trey and you listen to info sport now this is Bob from Maine, and I love listening to Info Sports Now. Hi, my name is Jason Statham, and this is Info Sports Now. This is Hulk Hogan, brother, and let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I listen to Info Sports Now all the time, brother. Kip Cutler, Garland Whack, Wheeler Raymer, the truthiest. Podcast Omniverse, brother. Let me tell you something, dude. Eat your vitamins and make sure you're not getting videotaped saying an N-word while having sex with somebody else's wife, brother. So what you gonna do with Hulk Hogan and Info Sports now? Put all of their truth on you. And welcome back. Info Sports Now. Did you just drop your vape? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Wilson's Gun and Grocery. Also, don't forget Amazon Springs Unfiltered Drinking Water. And of course, ISN favorite, Strict 9000. And I thought you promised me, I thought you promised me, Kip. What? That you wouldn't do any more Strychnine advertisement spots. Oh, no. We need money. I was told we were divesting from Strychnine as well. We need, but it's COVID times, okay? And uh, we weren't making a lot to begin with. I'm also, sure Strychnine is like patient. Anyone who took Strychnine is like patient zero for yeah, it's COVID like outbreak. It's poison. Like the, like the tequila, wait, wait, Kip. We talked about well, this. Well, well, well. Felipe Frijoles isn't giving us money anymore. Yeah, so well, you don't have to worry about that they're, one. They're killing us. But also, patient zero with COVID was not... If they were taking Strychnine, we probably wouldn't be here right now. Let's get back to Allen Iverson. You know, I think you've provided a good segue here. We're great at segues on Info Sports now. Yep. So, Allen Iverson was the first overall pick in a 1996 NBA draft. He was also the shortest first round pick of all time. Side note, um, real quick here. Allen's mom, Anne... She used to send this random guy some shoes, like a pairs of Allen Iverson shoes I used to wear. Um, and, like, well, 
when he was at Georgetown, but also in the NBA. This random ass dude, his name was Notorious B.I.G. Huh. Yep. How did she have his address? Well, funny you mention that. So, some asshole by the name of Puff Daddy back in the day introduced Allen and Biggie after a game at Rucker Park. Yeah. Rucker Park is this court in New York that's super famous. You guys know, you've heard yeah. all this shit about Rucker Puff Park. Puff Daddy's who drives the Diet Pepsi truck, right? No, Puff Daddy is one of these people who, God, I hope sexual assault allegations come out against because he's such a fucking dick, and I'm sure he's done plenty of it. And I'd love, love to see him go to fucking jail where he belongs. I mean, he's a fucking asshole. There was literally a Ciroc commercial about him having sex with drunk women, so. Yeah, I mean, it's coming. Unless he had them killed or paid them all off already, which he has the money to do it. Having them killed seems less his style. He's very about the look, right? Like lifetime, oh, yeah, like yeah. Lifetime yeah, paying Ciroc. people off. No, yeah, paying people off is definitely his thing. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying that P. Diddy sexually assaulted women, maybe. I'm saying he definitely did. And this is a satire parody podcast, so I can't be sued for saying it. Allegedly. It's, no, like I looked. It's great. We're a parody podcast, man. Like it's, you know, it's comedy or satire. Can't do anything about it. Sure. I can also say things like, for instance... Barack Obama is an abominable snowman. Ooh, Kip, while I want to say that's not true, I actually can't prove it. Yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying here? Right, it's the kind of things that uh, Mr. Thompson loves to defend in court. Exactly. And see, no, and by the way, I don't even know who Puff Daddy sexually assaulted. Sure. We We don't have that information. Right. Remember, this is a satire podcast. Okay? It's mm-hmm. satire. Yeah. All right? So, PD definitely sexually assaulted a whole bunch of women, I'm sure of. Right. And the women are probably sure, you know, sure of it, too, because it happened to them. As, yeah, and as, I sure would like all of them to come forward right now. Please. If you have been sexually assaulted by PDD, just send us a message on our Patreon no, account. No, don't don't send us a message. And we'll just tell send you. Send your tell. local police department a message. Oh, and just to make sure, super sure that we're okay, allegedly. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I well, said allegedly. allegedly. And there's a form. No, I mean, for everything I said. Oh, allegedly. Yeah. I think there's a form available at, at diddy.cia.gov where you can just <laughs> fill in your personal details, your security number, your current address, your previous addresses. Like your five closest personal associates, and then probably collect your money. Yeah, well, you probably will not collect your money. You might not collect your but money. But if enough of you who've been assaulted by P Diddy allegedly come together, you might. <laughs> now, what were you saying there, Kip? Uh. Yeah. So we, uh, I'm sorry. So what you're telling me is that P Diddy introduced Allen Iverson's mom to Biggie? Yeah, so uh, Diddy introduced Allen Iverson to Biggie. Got it. And then his mom would send Biggie shoes after the game. After whatever games. And then uh, Allen went to the studio with Biggie while he recorded Life After Death, that album. And then Allen decided he wants to be a rapper. I mean, let's let's face it, though. All basketball players want to be rappers, even the white ones. Especially the white ones. Anybody heard Clint Dempsey's mixtape? 
No. I'm yeah. going to go with no. Do you know who Clint Dempsey is? Hard no. And um, he was the captain of the USA men's soccer team in 2008 and I think 2012. One of those two years. I'm not oh exactly God, sure. Does he just love feeling at stuff? He's way better than Allen Iverson. He fucking will hard on like the one of the songs I heard, dude. He, yeah, he, he did a pretty good job. He does love uh, cashing those men's USA team checks. Hey, man, yeah. they're way better than Allen Iverson. Uh, I'm not surprised, actually, that you like the rap stylings of a USA men's soccer player. You mean the whitest rapper of all time? Yes. Not surprising to me, Kip. Um, Actually, so, Smash Mouth is around, so it can't be the whitest rapper of all time. Tell me more, though. So, Alan Iverson was inspired by Biggie, and then what happened? Oh, thanks for keeping me on track. I appreciate right. it. Um, yeah, so... Oh, nothing. Biggie died after that, so... Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know if this is going to be a popular or unpopular opinion. Oh, Biggie died? How soon after? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I stopped reading that part and I just went on to the next part because I don't give this a shit. This is the kind of connection that we love in the Irrelevant Studies Department. Um, it's called Drawing a conclusion that makes no sense. I imagine Biggie died when Alan Iverson started rapping. Yeah, so right. uh, that's just about what I was getting at there, Kip. Also, Alan Iverson's rookie year, and uh, it okay, he did a lot of things in his rookie year. We're just gonna skip past a lot of it. Here's what you need to know: he scored forty straight points. Or sorry, he scored forty points in five straight games, which is an NBA record. The person who used to hold that record, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Yay. Know who that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wilt Chamberlain's kind of a beast. Especially when you're 6'11", playing against a whole bunch of white dudes with no three-point line and no three in the key. Which they made that rule after him. Because, I mean, got to keep him out the paint. Oh, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I agree with it. Anytime you have somebody that comes in that is so good and dynamic for a group of people... You got to make sure you regulate them so they're not as effective. So you can go back to making money. Capitalism. Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. It, uh, I, there's so much that could be extrapolated from that statement, Kip, that I just can't even address what, it. What'd you just call me? You just call me to extrapolate? What, what, what? That's not even a word. Oh, crazy Chris. Look, she's insulting me right now. It's a word, and it's not an insult. No, she just... Oh, wait, I want to clarify. I'm insulting Kemp all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But not this way. Oh, I, I, I don't really know most of what you say, to be honest. I mean, again, I don't read books, so I, well, that's I the, just... That's the problem with the Academy. Just nod my head. What, yes. what Academy? Huh? So you... much book learning. It is. We gotta stop all these kids from book learning, okay? I've been trying to shut down schools for years, Oh, but yes. COVID comes around and now everyone's concerned about shutting down schools. I'm Kip Cutler. I'm just saying that we should shut down schools, okay? And then you should hire one or two people to teach your kids for all of their lives. Kip, watch yourself. You're about to get hired to be the Secretary of Education with that kind of talk. I'm trying my hmm. best. Are you kidding me? 
I, I, worst part is, I have way more experience than the people in, in the White House right now in a lot of things. It would be interesting to return to the immediate schoolhouse model. Like, uh, maybe just a small educational facility run by a single teacher for all uh, K-12 through grades, but just for like a hundred uh, square homes. You mean like most private schools in northeastern Mississippi, well, also known as segregation schools, except like, they have a few more teachers than one? Like a segregation academy, but for every uh, couple of square miles of residential uh, zoning in the state. Ooh, so that would like, never work. Yeah, tiny, include... tiny facilities, a horribly underpaid teacher uh, teaching all subjects for 12 grades all day long. That's a dumb idea because then you have to include children that are socioeconomically not on your level. Yeah. Well, I imagine it'd be a lot of children sort of like fending for control of the room, um, you know, uh, fighting over uh, however many pencils, I guess, were allotted for these kinds of facilities. Who gives a fuck about that? What about money? Isn't yeah. that why these schools exist? Rookie year, he averaged 23.5 points per game, 7.5 assists, 2.1 steals per game, en route to winning the 1996-1997 Rookie of the Year Award. And unfortunately, the Sixers uh, had an abysmal record of 18-64 that year. So if I were have to say, or, you know, like what his rookie campaign was like, i call it mediocre. Anybody can score 23 points a game in their rookie year. And by anybody, I, I mean... I don't think very many people have done that. Four or five people? 19, the 1996-1997 Sixers team had Mississippi native Clarence Witherspoon on that team. Oh. Yeah. Nay. Mr. Witherspoon. Yeah, Mr. Witherspoon from a small town called Crawford, Mississippi. Crawford. You know what else is from Crawford, Mississippi? What? This very unknown wide receiver named Jerry Rice. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yay, do know who that is. Everybody knows who Jerry Rice is. I mean, fuck, there's people in fucking Lebanon right now. It's like, ooh, Jerry Rice? Like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Jerry fucking Rice. Hell yeah. Hezbollah. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they say? I don't know what, they, well, I don't know what people in Hezbollah says. I think Jerry Rice is probably popular everywhere, including the, you know. There's also a person on that same team by the name of Lucius Harris, whatever the fuck that is. Hmm. I don't know. He's one of those NPCs. That's you know some, what I'm yeah, some JK Rowling shit. Yeah, exactly. Like he didn't do shit. Oh, I was thinking like Empire. He was also on that racially ambiguous New Jersey's Nets team with like where everybody has that same beige oh, skin beige. color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only reason Kenya Martin stands out is because of the tattoos. But Lucius Harris is on that team too. I mean, he didn't do anything. He was just there. Well, nothing wrong with being beige, Kip. All right, let's skip to 2000 because we're just going to skip past this because uh, I got to hurry up here. Oh, did you know the? Okay, here's the first thing Michael Jordan ever said to Allen Iverson. They were at the 96-97 uh, All-Star game. And here's the first, and both of them confirmed this. Here's the first thing he ever said to him. What's up, little bitch? It's a good opener. When you're the GOAT, you can do whatever you want. Oh, We'll get to Michael Jordan in a future episode. But, once again, we won't talk about Michael Jordan because I have many, many things to say. But you know what? I'm Kip Cutler. It's all right. Oh. Kip Cutler, you seem like the type of person who would also greet someone younger than you with the phrase, what's up, little bitch? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 
especially if they're a liberal. Strong opener. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you, look, it's the NBA. You got to regulate these motherfuckers, all right? The NBA is full of liberal, leftist, Marxist, Zionist, globalist, minimalist. That, uh, I, used, I used to know his list by memory. Yeah. Um, Any feminists in the wait. NBA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, feminists. Are you kidding? No, there's no feminists in the NBA. Maybe J.J. Redick. He seems like a pretty cool dude. He seems like a guy that's kind of down for the cause. Fuck J.J. Reddick. And Grant Hill. Okay. And Christian Leitner. And Tom Gugliotta. We can just fuck all these guys. Shit. Hold on. Did Adam Morrison go to Duke? Nope, that's Gonzaga. Sorry, my bad. Uh, No, the Plumleys. They all went to Duke, right? They seem like like reasonable, awesome people. A year, I think. You know what? I'm glad we're talking about this. I just realized I love Jason Williams. He went to Duke, right? Yeah, Jay, Jay Williams, Zion Williamson. What? What? I can't hear you. What? I said fuck that guy too. Oh, I'm sorry. He's just the most dynamic player in the NBA. Wait, shit. Hey, crazy Chris. Do I like Zion? I can't remember. Oh no, I don't think anything with uh, the word Zion involves. Oh yeah, Zionist. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I hate Zion Williamson. I never said I liked him. Speaking of little bitches, let's get off the topic of people who played for Duke and start talking about the early 2000s and Allen Iverson's career. R.J. Barrett. What a great play. Seth Curry. Seth Curry played for Duke. No, Seth Curry played for Davidson. Seth Curry, his brother. Yeah, well, clearly there's only one that matters. I mean, no, no he doesn't. I'm we sorry. don't support right, Steph right, Curry on the right, show. All right. Steph Curry's brother is named Seth? Yes, Seth, Seth. PH. Yeah. Okay, but not Seth. No. No, it's, it's Seth. I'm just drunk. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all were about to tell me that Steph Curry had a, had a brother named Seth Curry. I wish it was with two Fs. That'd be awesome. Stephen and Sethan. Just one That'd F. Be amazing. Just one F. S- <laughs> it's just S-E-F. You know who else went to do? Who's that? Austin Rivers. Oh, fuck that guy. Hold on. I That's hate right. Austin Rivers. Everyone hates Austin Rivers. I, no one I have, likes Austin Rivers. I have no idea why I don't like him, but I just feel like I shouldn't. I hope. Wait, I hope. is that? No, that's Doc Rivers' son. That's Doc Rivers' kid. Fuck Doc Rivers. The mm-hmm. nicest man in the NBA. <laughs> yes. Yes. But he let his kid go to Duke. I mean, you got to stop being nice at some point, right? N- no, I hate Doc Rivers. I'm not saying you can't be a positive member of the community and contribute in more ways than one like Doc Rivers does. Okay. I'm not saying that Doc Rivers is a bad person because of all the community service he does. I'm saying he's a bad person because he's black. Right. I fundamentally disagree. I'm saying he's a bad person because he let his kid go to Duke. I, I, look, I accept that, okay? That's okay. This is InfoSports now, and you're just calling it the way you see it. In the year 2000, Allen Iverson was in MVP consideration but was also the subject of trade rumors because of disagreements with head coach Larry Brown. In fact, he was almost traded to the Detroit Pistons because uh, they were going to trade him for some scrub named Matt Geiger. Who? Wait, no. I'm sorry. Some scrub named Matt Geiger on the Sixers didn't want to forfeit his $5 million trade kicker, which is why that deal didn't work. Which, uh, 
but it's actually the best idea. If you go to Detroit, one, at this point, they were horribly run, but Joe Dumars got in there and really worked the shit out. He's the one that was a mastermind behind a 2004 Detroit Pistons team with Chauncey Billups that killed Yay. the, no, the overstacked Lakers. Yeah. And man, we I really want to do an episode on 2004 Detroit Pistons because they they were a great team. You got like super head case Rasheed Wallace leading the way too. Yeah, no, yeah, you got right. He's a psychopath. Like Rasheed Wallace. Okay, he's not really a psychopath. He's just a very interesting human being. Intense gets in a lot of trouble, but not like anything overly bad. Just he has an anger problem. And I gotta tell you, Kip Cutler loves that. Um, I believe in most of this country, they call that just boys being boys. Well, yeah, it's always boys being boys, especially when you're like Kip Cutler and you're a white male. Those things are fine. You know, Giant Manziel, not that bad. Rasheed Wallace, horrible. Just throwing it out there. Except yeah, Rasheed just... Wallace had a great career and Giant Manziel didn't. You know why? Didn't that guy do a lot of drugs? Shit, that is why. Never mind. Okay. I just tried to answer your question, Kip. <laughs> okay. Allen Iverson would have been an MVP the, that year, but there's some freight train behemoth named Shaq who had the best year of his fucking career that year, so he was an MVP. Mm. On a 2001, where the Sixers went... I don't want to take this off route, but did Shaq ever call Allen Iverson a little bitch? Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Just not on record. Oh, yeah, no. I mean... Shaq doesn't, the only enemies he made were on his team. Rarely against other people. Unless her name is Charles Barkley. Hmm. Or Brad Miller. Then, then, he, then he hated you. Good to know. Yeah. Alright, continue. 2001, the 76ers went 56-26 and 26 for the best record in the East. And then, fucking Reebok of all companies are the people that had Iris and Cyan shoe deal and sold a bunch of shoes. Seriously, who wears Reeboks? Crazy Chris. I mean, right? I mean, I wore Reeboks a lot to cut the lawn growing up. Yeah, because that's that's those are the shoes you use when you didn't give a shit about anything. Uh, it is true. Those were the shoes that I used when I didn't give a shit about yeah. anything. I mean, statistically, you know serial killers wear Reeboks when they kill? Oh, yeah? Yeah, because when you get rid of your shoes, they have to be shoes you don't give a fuck about. Oh. Yeah, science, right? <laughs> and statistically proven that Reeboks... Are serial killer shoes? I guess. Uh, right. Yeah. Let's. Show, I guess you're like you're the, the serial shoe killer. Seriously, I'm Kip Cutler. You guys know how I feel about social injustice. I'd rather wear Nikes before Reeboks. I'm sorry. Hate me, white America. I don't care. I'm not wearing fucking Reeboks. Mm. I'm just not doing it. White America. He does care if you hate him. It's everyone else that he doesn't care. Oh shit! No, you're right. My bad. White America, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. As long as you agree with me, I care. Yeah. If you don't agree with me, I mean, look, ask Crazy Chris. I I talk shit about you all the time. Those, those are the people buying all the goddamn Strychnine. White if, people? Yeah. Oh, if it's you're, definitely all white people. Oh, if you're buying Strychnine 1000, I definitely care. They pay us the most money. Allen Iverson did win the MVP that year, 2000-2001, being the shortest MVP of all time at 6 feet tall, 165 pounds. And he's the shortest MVP outside of LeBron James. Don't fact check me on that, please. No one say anything. 
Then the Sixers would meet the LA Lakers in the NBA Finals, where a young Kip Cutler watched every single minute of that series. I was captivated. I remember thinking the Sixers didn't have a chance. And then a spiteful, vengeful, fates-defying Allen Iverson went off for 48 points in Game 1 to beat the LA Lakers 107-101. to And he hit that iconic corner jumper over former Cavaliers head coach Tyron Lue. And he stepped over his body. Remember when I forced you guys to watch that play? And then he looked right in Tyron Lue's face and said, Hey, you get out of my shit, you fucking Sean Paul looking bitch. You ain't even Jamaican. That's very powerful, oh, Damn. Yeah. He's a poet. I mean, most of that is lip reading that I took from when I rewatched that play. Right. Doesn't mean it's not true. It's true. I guess it doesn't mean it's not true. Look, just because it, also it didn't doesn't happen, mean it is true. You guys gotta understand something. This is America in 2020. Just because it didn't happen doesn't mean it's not real. Mm. It's a solid point you make there. Yeah, I can't disagree with that, honestly. Also, this is right around the time Alan Iverson started wearing the arm sleeve or the shooting sleeve. You know, the one that covers the whole arm? He's... That's what I remember about him most. Oh, yeah. Is is the shooting sleeve the braids and the shoes? Yeah, definitely pop rise shooting sleeve. Um, he said he said it was supposed to help his bursitis. And the doctors said it was supposed to help the bursitis. He had chronic bursitis in his arms. It's, it's a very common injury in the NBA. Bursitis just tennis elbow, everybody. Yeah. But you can't call it like basketball elbow, mostly because, um, you know, the people who named it probably didn't watch basketball. However, the rumor is that Allen Iverson had some unfavorably tats, unfavorable tats. Yeah, unfavorable tattoos that that sleeve covered up and the NBA encouraged him to wear it. Because, as all of you know, Allen Iverson was uh, talked about quite a bit for his cornrows and tattoos. People hated it. Not to say that anybody didn't have tattoos, but boy, when you are a defiant six-foot-tall rapping, not-going-on-with-the-status-quo black guy who didn't deserve to be into the league, which we'll get into, yeah, people hated him. They often were like, why? People told him all the time, why can't you be more like Magic Johnson and smile? And you know, Alan Iverson be like, I ain't one shit yet. Ain't nothing to smile about. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I'm going to be honest. I uh, hate being told to smile. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, Dr. St. Paul, I have never once told you to smile, right? Now, I've told you to agree with every single thing I say, but that's. Not the same thing as telling you to smile, right, Chris? Yeah, I've got to agree. Um, I mean, I smile, but uh, and st- I th- stop it. Well, thank you, uh, but I don't. I don't smile when people tell me to. Well, I don't want you to smile. Well, I, I never uh, want to see you happy. That's why I'm smiling. Oh, I hate when you smile. There's rosy cheeks over there, looking all happy as shit. It's true. Really, ta- really kind of, takes the mood out of the building. Kind of a natural blush thing going on. I mean, you do. You have great skin, too. So I really kind of... Oh, the reason why there is a, there was an NBA dress code was because of Allen Iverson. 
Because, I mean, most of the time, it didn't matter what you show up to a game in. Alan Iverson show up in 4X extra large sweatpants. And David Stern hated that. He would show up in tall tees and sweatpants. And that's like, he's the reason why there's an NBA dress code. Because, of course, other black players are like, oh, wait a minute. We can actually do these things and it's cool? Because remember, all these black players in the past, they were all indoctrinated to believe, hey, look, in order to be in this league, you got to do certain things. And this thing's about making money. Allen Iverson just happened to be so good to where it didn't fucking matter. And also, he didn't care. That's really good. When you grow up in situations he did, I wouldn't have cared either. And don't get me wrong. If Garland was here, he could tell you. I grew up, me, Kip Cutler, I grew up in horrible circumstances, okay? Very tough upbringing with both of my parents raising me Her and up, feeding me every night. Upstairs. Oh, yeah. Up, yeah, it's back when I used to live upstairs. Yeah. It, do you know how cold it used to get upstairs? It was hard growing up in my own bed with covers, okay? And then, and then, you know, you have Marisol coming in every day to tutor me and make sure I did well in school because, of course, I wasn't. Right. Not with all of those horrible teachers at that private school that I went to. Yeah. I can totally identify with Alan Iverson. Why are you guys silent and looking at me like that? There's not much to say to that, Kip. Yeah, it's such a a tragic upbringing story. Thank you for being so empathetic. I really appreciate it. Because people keep telling me how wrong I am and laughing at me every time I tell them that. And if you go to public school, you go to private school. Laughable. Yeah, if there isn't a Confederate flag in every classroom that you step foot in, how can you really feel safe? Well, yeah, but how can you learn history without a Confederate flag? Yeah. There's one thing I've learned in the past two years. Is that you need flags and statues to learn history, which That's makes right. total sense yeah. because I failed to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is before I went to private school, where there were plenty of flags and statues. Oh no, I made an A in history in private school, just not the public school that I went to. I failed everything else in the private school, but not history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. All they had you do was sing the Battle of the Republic and you got an A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking that uh, you definitely got that A just because you're, you know, a white, Southern, Baptist, Christian man. Very conservative. And, uh, you know, history classes in private schools are generally just but about you, awarding you, those types of people. You forgot. Things for, they don't deserve. Oh, you, you forgot something. You forgot to say, which I definitely am. And there's no reason to question that. You got to make sure you put that part in there. When oh, you do which that. he definitely is. And there is no reason to question that. Okay. Sorry. Back to what you were saying. Yep. Which he definitely is. Yeah. So all I was saying was just because you are all of those things. Uh, that maybe, uh, your history classes in the private schools gave you an A just for that, because that's generally what history classes in private schools are about is, uh, giving white Christian Southern men things they don't deserve. You forgot conservative. Conservative. And you forgot the other part. Which he definitely is. And there's no reason to question that. And there's no reason to question that. Thank you. You are welcome. I love repeating things after you. Sorry, that's just, you know, that that's, 
Branding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. I understand. I sent. I signed the NDA. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, the things that I yeah, signed that's, to, that's, that to that's, with the branding. That that's just admissions at Confederate University. Oh the, yeah, no, it is. But we're talking about the high school I went to, which is Nathan Bedford Forest <laughs> Clan Academy. Gosh, really? They put clan in the name? How'd they spell that, Kip? They spelled it with a C. They just wanted to reinforce the family atmosphere. Yeah. The funny, worst part is the mascot was actually the crows. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It, the worst part is the mascot's name was James Crow. Well. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I see. Come on, guys. That's a triple pun. I worked very hard. It's <laughs> not. It's not nearly as funny as I'm laughing at. But boy, that's hilarious. Well, I mean, I'm. I I, just, I, I feel like maybe I seem to listen to this one. As a person with a conscience, I just can't laugh at it. But I do uh, really appreciate how how much the people at your alma mater set you up for that joke. On a 2002, my favorite season. You want to know why? Why? Because this season... was an excellent year. Britney Spears came out with several great songs. Wait, was this the Oops, I Did It Again uh, album year? I like that song. Or is it Lucky? It was in 99. Damn it. That's yeah. a great song. Well, it is. Ooh, this I'm a Slave for You. Yeah. Okay, that's a good song. It's that era, yeah. Wait, what NSYNC song? No, this is Dirty Pop Years? Uh, 2002, NSYNC? I don't know. Either way, the Swedes were making money. Uh, yeah, they were. Yeah. Nelly was popular, right? I, I love yes, Nelly. Yes, Nelly was very popular. Yeah. Band-Aid time. Oh, right? Yeah. It was Band-Aid time. 2002 is my favorite year because after a 43-39 and 39 disappointing year plagued by injuries, head coach Larry Brown criticized Iverson for missing practices. And so, after losing to the Celtics in the first round of the playoffs, it prompted a very defiant Iverson to have the best pettiness of all time in the press conference. And Crazy Chris is going to read Allen Iverson's statement in this press conference verbatim. But first, before you begin, Chris, we are uh, listeners at home. It is time for the Allen Iverson practice drinking game every time you hear the word practice take a drink i'm playing along with you listeners if i can't practice i can't practice if i'm hurt i'm hurt it's as simple as that we're sitting here i'm supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice i mean listen we're talking about practice not a game not a game not a game we're talking about practice not a game. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game we're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? And we're here talking about practice. I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. Honestly. I do. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. We're talking about practice, man. Whew. That was only an excerpt. I actually left yeah, out wow. the whole thing because he said it 14 times oh, in the dude, actual I've press conference. Got some drinks to make. Up. Yeah. 
Oh, I think it was like eight or nine. Dude, it's a lot. That was nine, I think. Yeah. I counted. It was a lot. Um. I hope you're not playing in your cars, by the way, everybody. Do not play a practice drinking game in your car. Yeah, but Unless you're, you're the passenger in a Mississippi vehicle, in which case, go ahead. Oh, or if Missouri. If you're listening to this podcast in your car, congratulations. I don't really know how you figured that out. In 2003, Larry Brown left the team. Iverson had more risk with incoming coach, incoming coaches. Also, we're going to start the Iyert coach meter. If you get fired as a coach for the Sixers while Allen Iverson is there, take a drink at home. Also, we didn't even include the first coach that was there. But I forgot his name. I didn't write it down because it doesn't matter. So we're at two. We're at, we're two. at a count of two. So, so add example, on two more drinks at home. Two drinks. All right. Randy, Cheers, Crazy Chris. Yep. Randy Ayers, who was the next coach, was fired after 50 games. Take another drink. All right. And Chris Ford, who came after that, was equally ineffective. And then was fired. Take another drink. Ford suspended Iverson for missing practice. Oh, I am not. We're we're done with the practice drinking game. I'm going to say that a lot over here. So we're just done with that one. Unless you guys want to continue. No. I I mean, at home. At home. We don't need to. No. I mean, we pre-game, you know, the meeting before this. Yes. As we always do. Is that a meeting? Well, it's like like a pre-game. Every time I have to be in a room with Kip. Well, I mean, look, I mean, guys, you know how we do here at InfoSports. We are, uh, we're like an Arkansas family without the incest. We hate each other. And we drink a lot. And we, we live in the same trailer. And you guys spray me down in the shower in the corner. Wait. What? I thought that was just a you and me thing. I didn't realize that other people were, are you someone, you know what? Okay. 2004, Jim O'Brien steps in as head coach and, uh. Then, former All-Star and past his prime, Chris Webber joins the team. And so does future All-Star, Andre Iguodala. He was that guy wearing number four when I showed you guys his videos earlier. He's also the guy that is a Finals MVP because he stopped LeBron James in the 2015 NBA Finals. And when I say stopped, I mean that he held LeBron James a 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Mm. And won the finals MVP for doing that. Over Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Just, that's, that's why LeBron James sucks. Fast forward again. They sucked, by the way, this year. The Sixers did. In 2000, February 2005, Irishman scored 60 points against the Orlando Magic, which featured a past-his-prime Steve Francis, Nobody's going to know who that is. Doesn't matter. Nay, do not know who that is. In 2004-2005, Iverson averaged 31 points, 8 assists per game. And then they got destroyed by the Pistons in the playoffs. Jim O'Brien was fired. Take a drink. And now it brings our coach counter to five. Next up, the second nicest man in the NBA compared to Doc Rivers, Maurice Cheeks. Then Iverson scored 33 points per game that season. And then they missed the they, they missed the playoffs because they sucked and had really bad uniforms. Fast forward 2006, Iverson was traded to the Denver Nuggets for Andre Miller, Joe Smith, and two first round picks, so he could join up with stripper impregnator Carmelo Anthony. Mellows. Yeah. Hey, do you know who that Remember. is? Also a person with shoes. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, what I'd like to say is anything that happened. 
to Allen Iverson in Denver is definitely not his fault or the fault of anyone else, but it's definitely the fault of the Denver airport, with which I hold a significant grudge. I'm not saying the Denver airport is the worst airport in America. That's what I'm saying. That is absolutely 100% unequivocally what I'm saying. I actually wrote a a thesis for one of my master's degrees on why the Denver airport is the worst airport in America. It's been republished by every major airline magazine. Ooh, that can't be true because the uh, Northern Kentucky Cincinnati airport still exists. And so does Dulles. Well, uh, but neither of those are designed by the Illuminati kit. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. Good point. The satanic imagery that's uh, specific to the 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 Denver terminal is is really what sets it apart. Okay, so Iverson sucked it up in Denver, but he got traded to Detroit Pistons for Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups is awesome. An ultra-washed-up Antonio McDice. Don't even worry about who he is. Doesn't matter. And whatever the fuck a Chick Samb is. Both of those names sound like people who would be on a soap opera. Chick Samb? Yeah, no, no one knows the fuck that is. I don't know who... Anyway, April 2009, Iverson said he'd rather retire than go to the bench like head coach Michael Curry wanted. So what do you do when you're a 13-year player who refuses to be benched? Where do you think you go? Not the Lakers, that's for sure. Florida. Well, that was close. I mean, Orlando would be a good guess. I would have said New York Knicks because that's that's that I mean that has this written all over it. But nope, you go to the Memphis Grizzlies. Hmm. There it is. Also, grit and grind isn't a thing yet. Right. Yeah. So, how long, and I want you guys to tell me, give me guesses, how long do you think it was before this experiment failed? Six weeks. Oh, uh, six months. All right, Dr. St. Paul, you are the closest. Eight weeks. Boom, yep, closest right. without going over prices, right rules, I win. Right at two months, and that's why, because he didn't want to come off the bench. By the way, the theme, like the name of the game for the rest of his career is coming off of the bench. Hmm. He don't want to do it. He just don't want to do it. Yeah. Did you know that on LeBron's first stint with the Cavaliers, that there's rumors of Iverson going there because they were very interested in him? But he said no because he didn't want to come off the bench. Can you imagine fucking LeBron James out there? Now, granted, no other players were on his team because this is the first Cavaliers run. I mean, when you just got Mo Williams and Larry Hughes, you ain't getting shit done. Yeah. But Allen Iverson coming off the fucking bench for LeBron James. What? That would have been fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iverson would have been a great bench player. Mm-hmm. Fucking asshole. He robbed us of some very prime sixth man of the year award years. So Iverson left the Grizzlies, then returned to the Philadelphia 76ers in December 2009 but then left again in February 2010 because his daughter was sick. Oh, well, actually, Sixers were losing, but his daughter was sick. Uh, she had Kawasaki disease? Kawasaki disease. Kawasaki disease. That's where your dad is losing at basketball? Sorry, Kawasaki is a motorcycle. No, Kawasaki disease is where your dad's losing at 
No, I don't know what the fuck it is. But it's 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 a real disease. She was really sick, and they were losing a lot in Philadelphia, so he left. And in October 2010, hey, what Trump-loving country do you think that Iverson went to to Russia. play basketball? That's a great guess, but not it. What you got? Oh, uh, Turkmenistan. That is so close, but also not it. Turkey. Oh, all right. Yeah. Because, you know, Erdogan is like, hey, yo, this is also 2010. I don't know what was happening there. But I imagine Erdogan was there being like, hey, yo, Chico. Okay, that's the Razor Ramon voice. Anyway, he signed a two-year, $4 million deal to play a Besiktas. Besiktas? Two, two years, $4 million. How many games do you think he played before he left? Name the games coming off the bench, so keep that in mind. One and a half. It's a good guess. What did you got? Oh, I'm going to go with five. You're the closest. Ten hmm. is the answer. Guess how much of that money he kept. All of it. What's your guess? Sorry, can you repeat Doctor. how many monies he got? Guess how much of the money of that two-year... Four million dollar contract he kept. Three and a half million. And what's your guess? All of it. The answer is all of it. <laughs> and uh, why wouldn't you, Kip? You're Alan Iverson in Turkey. You keep all of it. 2013, Iverson finally retired because he didn't want to come off the bench. Yeah, I know. 2010. Wait, I'm sorry. I thought that he kept transferring because he wanted to play, but now he doesn't want to play. Right, because he doesn't want to come off the bench. His year, he could have played 20 years if he wanted to. He just didn't want to come off the bench. You know, me, myself, and Iverson. That's where that name came from. Super duper selfish. I mean, the reason why he didn't work on most teams was because no matter what happened, he thought the ball should run through him always. And he really hated practice. So here's his grand list of accolades. Then we're going to get into a real reason why we're doing this. 2001 MVP, 11-time All-Star, 2-time All-Star Game MVP, 3-time All-NBA First Teams, 3-times All-NBA Second Teams, Rookie of the Year, NBA All-Rookie Team, 4-time NBA Scoring Champion, 3-times NBA Steel Leaders, and just to top it off, 24,368 points. 5,624 assists. So we went over all of this because the reason why we're looking at Allen Iverson mostly is because of our contractual obligation to cover like issues, current issues. I know. How does Allen Iverson have to do with any of like stuff happening now? Well, don't worry. As a proud Southern conservative Baptist white male, Definitely am. There's no reason to question that. Keep that in mind. We're going to get over this. Now, the liberal media, okay, and the words, actions, and history of America will have you believe that there is somehow systemic racism in the justice system. There is. Okay, that's neither here nor there. But because... Info sports now, we're always like up to date with what's going on in the world, you know? And we want to make sure we cover all the shit. So Alan Iverson has a very interesting story. Remember when I said we're gonna cover like his senior and college years like later on? Mm. Well, let's rewind back to that. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. 
Dude, solid. Uh, what was it? Foley. Mouth skills. Hmm, wait, no. Wait, no. That's not how I should say that. It's cool enough the first time I've heard it. It's all right. There's uh, nothing you can sue uh, you for under Mississippi law, Kip. I was about to say, I, I hope it has nothing to do with garlic because Melanie is going to be pissed. Um, okay, sidebar. So I got, I unfortunately had to support stupid ass ESPN and uh, watch their 30 for 30, no crossover. The trial of Alan Iverson. So you had to like swear your allegiance to Disney. No, I, I, I use my friend's account. I'm, God, I'm not paying for that shit. But also there's um, a Bleacher Report as a thing. on. There's a lot of other like, um, pe- you know, people and articles. So a whole bunch of it. So I pulled from a lot of it. I was mentioning it at 30 for 30 because I pulled a good amount of information from there. A lot of backstory. So uh, the documentary was done by this guy named Steve James for the ESPN part. Also, I thought I think it's very hilarious that one of the high schools is the uh, Hampton Crabbers. Like, I just think that's funny. That is the kind of sophomore humor I expect from you. Oh, there's also a white woman named Imogene. Oh, involved in this. Little, uh, actually, she has is it nothing. The 1950s. Oh no! This is the 1990s, okay, and like, she like, actually has nothing to do with this story. But where, there's just a white lady named Imogene. When? That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm sorry. What were you Different. saying? Different. Different. That's Imogen. Oh. Oh, it is Imogen. I see what you're doing there. I'm sorry. Wait, what, what, what song was that? Of oh, the whole hide and seek uh, smash single from Imogene Heap. What? I don't think oh. it's Imogene. Well, it was because her uh, parents didn't know how to spell Imogene. That is definitely correct. I also thought you were singing Sail Away for some reason. And then I was like, is that India? Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, if I were to uh, Sail Away, it would definitely become Sail Away. I just Uh, thought that all white people knew what India and Sail Away was. Well, uh, I'm more of a Styx fan. I don't. I love Styx. Is that, is that what white people? I love oh, yeah. sticks. Yeah, I keep saying that. Um, what, what you also love sticks with a John y. Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, I, I actually do. Okay, I know this yeah. one. Okay, <laughs> I I'm very familiar with John C- Cougar Mellencamp. You saw them on the flashcards. Nah, he's saying that uh, hit single is getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Right, that's him. <laughs> That's Nelly. We talked about Nelly earlier in this show. Okay, never mind. Melon Camp sang Shoulder Lean. No. Stranger in My I House. I think that was, what was that? He Loves You Not? Well, more importantly, uh, it's more about what you feel John Mellencamp sang. Genie in a Bottle. Jolene. Honestly, would love <laughs> to hear the John Cougar Mellencamp cover of both Genie in a Bottle yeah. and Jolene. But right, not just, Shoulder Lean. Right. You, okay. you can go see uh, the, the rides at John Cougar Mellencamp Land in eastern Tennessee, uh, you know, where there's a John Cougar Mellencamp train 
And there's the John Cougar Mellencamp uh, Confederate Stampede. And there's the John Cougar Mellencamp Cougar House. <laughs> Wait, what? Which, what? Yes, it's Wait, it, what? It's like a zoo. <laughs> it is a zoo. I have so many things. First of all, Chris, what was a girl? <laughs> All right, that's the sound the cougars make at you when you're going through the the John Cougar Mellencamp Stampede dining experience. Dining? What are they dining on? Yeah, the cougars bring you as much Pepsi as you want. Oh my god, Rainforest Cafe. I remember those. But entirely cougar themed. What is hat? Are we outdating ourselves? Rewind back to 1993. Valentine's Day. There's a group of kids at a bowling alley. Iverson and three of his friends, Melvin Stevens, Michael Simmons, and this guy, last guy wasn't mentioned for a while, but his name is Samuel Wynn. I actually had to watch a lot of that documentary in order to learn that name. Anyway, so after a, a dispute about noise, you know, because black folks being too loud in the bowling alley in uh, Hampton, Virginia. Sounds like there were some Karens there. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of, a lot of, dude. There was a lot of Lamontes and Karens there. I mean, it, the that part of Virginia is in the Seven Cities area. So it, it's pretty diverse. You know, it's a, a good amount of white and black and, you know, it's just a good diverse area. Depending what part you're in. I mean, if you're in Newport News, not so much. But if you're, I mean, also Hampton, not so much. But Virginia Beach is there, too. That's part of the, So anyway, um, they, there was a brawl that started. And although there was technically, here's how it was described. A group of black kids fighting a group of white kids. Now, it was is most. Is that a direct quote from the newspaper? Oh, it's not from the newspaper. That's from witnesses. And it was uh, most definitely racial. And um, the reason why it was most definitely racial is because Allen Iverson was charged with hitting a white woman over the head with a chair. And so were his three friends. And that was the only people charged with anything. That's going to be very important later. So the only people that got arrested were them. And the lead investigator of this thing stated that the only people who were throwing chairs were Iverson and his friends. That's also going to be important later because all of them, even though they were not 18, were charged as adults. And this led to a pretty divisive racial conflict in uh, the city of Hampton. So Iverson, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys guess what charge he was charged with. Because whatever you think it is, that's not it. So, Attempted murder. All right. That, that, that's a very good guess, actually. That's a very good guess. What do you think he was charged with? Uh, what, assault with a deadly weapon. That's also a very good guess. And if the detectives in Hampton, Virginia were reasonable people, you, I mean, maybe not attempted murder, but this is the 90s. And it's Allen Iverson. And uh, they hate him. So, no, he was charged with maiming by mob. <laughs> You're laughing because you know what that is, don't you? How how does one person get charged with being a mob? Well, well the, the, the four of them got charged with maiming by mob. Oh. I was well, just a part of it. The, the law loves to charge people with things that involve the word maiming 
because it's such a charged word. So oh, it's absolutely. Like, it's like, oh, you slaughtered these poor people. You maimed them. Right. I thought maiming, like the connotation I have of maiming that I learned in one of my many degrees uh, is is more about like like permanent damage done. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. So if I if I broke my arm, say that that would be yeah, but your maiming. arm's gonna heal. But I would have been in a cast for that. Okay, no, you're right. right. But like for example, there's like so there's there's DUI what... maiming in Mississippi. Where you've like really fucked somebody up. Oh yeah. By, yeah. by driving drunk and injuring them. And like that's one where the word fits. But in other parts of the law, it's generally like, oh my god, they were maimed. Well, I'm imagining like small bruising in this situation as now yeah, maiming the woman well, with the chair. Maiming. Well, the interesting part is, maiming by mob in Virginia is an anti-lynching statute, mostly used when they're targeting hate crimes back during the lynching days towards minorities. Leave it to Virginia to charge a group of black youths yeah, exactly. with an anti-lynching Look at age that lynching statute. There's yeah. a white prosecutor yeah. in Virginia somewhere getting high five. Also, the, the Tiki Torch guys. Remember, I'm Kip Cutler. I love Tiki Torch guys. Our justice system is very fair, okay? It's a very fair and a very balanced system, all right? And just because Iverson was most likely charged with that on purpose, because maybe by mob, you don't actually need to assault anyone to to be convicted of it because you just have to be present to be convicted of maiming by mob which is why it's an anti-lynching statute so if you were at i don't know a lynching and you egged it on and celebrated it let's say at a clan rally which is why these things started you just had to be present to be convicted so one of these little things that came in right at the end when they're trying to make up for all of the violence against minorities. Yeah, that's the statute that they they use maiming by mob to charge Alan Iverson with, even though a witness said that she got hit in the head with the chair by him. But the investigators and the DA did not charge him with assault. This is going to come up later, but let's just think he did it now. Because, I mean, there's actually pretty ample reason to think he did. Maiming, in this particular case, doesn't mean he had to do anything. He just had to be present. And that's all you have to prove in court. Which, of course, I mean, there's many witnesses there. And so, just because maiming by mob is in the play here, it doesn't mean that race and Iverson's celebrity status had anything to do with it. Which is why he only arrested Iris and his three friends. Even though there's plenty of other black people there. Plenty of them. Plenty of them. I mean, cause it, it was like 50-50. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, we're talking about a race brawl. So, there was way more than five on each side. We're talking about 20 on each side here. You know, high school kids. And just because it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, doesn't mean it's racist. 
You know, Kip, uh, racist is exactly what I'm getting from this story, even yeah. though it was reported by ESPN. Yeah, like great racist oh, duck. Oh, it was not reported by ESPN. It was reported by a lot of things. You know. No, uh, I just your take is is. Oh, I'm just saying that I got some of the information from the the thirty for thirty. But yes, I did read all the news articles, and I will tell you one particular local uh, reporter who. Uh, yes, I'm going to drop his name. Because I, I have a lot of things to say to this guy. Uh, Fern gets that part later. Alright. Tell me more. But yeah, it was covered on a whole bunch of national media outlets. Because remember, we're talking about Allen Iverson. He was, I mean, he was famous before he went to college. I mean, th- he was lighting up. Anyway, July 1993. The trial started. It was all about race. Because of course it was. <laughs> So there was a younger white witnesses who were at the brawl and they stated they were attacked. There's one particular woman who was hit in the head. Her name is Barbara Steele. And that is her name. And Barbara Steele, she said Alan Iverson uh, hit her in the head of the chair. And then she got up from being hit in the chair, walked up to Alan Iverson and said to him verbatim, I did read the transcripts. They are available if you want to look them up. Why does this have to be racial? Why can't you stop this? 1993. <coughs> a woman said to Alan Iverson after getting hit in the head of the chair, and she walked up to him and said, quote, why does this have to be racial? Well, I'm sure that 100% happened and that that's, uh, you know, just uh, the way it was. And, you know, every other, yeah, I mean, look, this is 1993. I'm Kip Cutler. I'm Southern and white. I totally believe this happened. I ask people that all the time. Sure. In 1993. Yeah. Why does this have to be racial? Uh, Right? You're at the coffee shop. You're like, why does this have to be racial? Exactly. You're at the hotel. Why does this have to be racial? Right. You you know, if you're on Craigslist, you're like, why does this have to be racial? If your friends call some other people the N-word, why does it have to be racial? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because they get mad because you call them the N-word doesn't mean that it's racial. Right. Yeah. You're you know? on like whatever like the 90s version of Backpage was. And you're like, why does that be racial? I'm just zooming in here with another fact check. Was that? When was that? you do call someone racial slur, it is in fact racial. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that's the liberal media to telling you that, look, I, again, I'm a proud white male, okay? Do you know and how many no times? No reason to question that. Uh, oh, yeah, right. No reason to question that. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you. No reason to question that. Do you know how many times I have been called a racial slur by other people? And then I have had zero. to defend. Zero. I'm going to go with zero times. Well, zero I mean, times that well, that well, has happened Wait, to me. wait. Just because you don't see it as a racial slur doesn't mean that I don't see it as also not a racial slur. Okay? And because I'm trying to prove a point in whichever argument seems to be beneficial to me at the moment... What about me, all right? I can use as many racial slurs as I want because this country should not be politically incorrect. I'm a white male. This is how I roll, all right? And just because I use it in a certain way doesn't mean that it's racial, okay? Because you should expand your mind and not take offense by it. But if you use any racial slur towards me that I view it as a slur in the moment, is unfair. And Dr. St. Paul, as a woman, 
You should understand that, okay? The only thing I'm understanding here, Kip, is that you and Barbara Steele have a lot in common. We have nothing in common. Oh, okay. I have not been hit in the head of the chair by Alan Iverson. Okay. So, uh, she said that to him, and then what happened at this trial in July of 1993? Oh, well, the prosecutor said the white kids did not instigate anything, and that Iverson and his friends did. I don't know why I even asked. I knew the answer. Also, they said that the N-word was not used at all whatsoever because it's not about race. And, of course, that the, uh, the staff... I'm sorry, the employees and the staff of the bowling alley would corroborate uh, their message or and, corroborate their uh, position. And the yeah. full transcript from the, the woman witness was uh, inward. Why does Seth be racial inward? <laughs> they left that part out. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, she ain't saying it on the stand. She said, why does this have to be racial? Why can't you stop this? She said that she said this to Al Iverson's face, which, again, make sure we... we this is what she said happened. Now, at some point, the judge and the prosecution got real pissed off. And uh, we're going to go ahead and assume it's because of Alan Iverson's skin color. But that's not the reason they said. Do you want to know why they got really pissed off? Well, what they, would they say? Oh, because Alan Iverson was on bail at the moment. So he didn't have to go to jail because the trial takes a few days. So he went to a Nike high school clinic during a trial because he's an All-American. So he went and played basketball because he's an All-American and Nike invited him. And the judge got fucking mad about that shit and even made note of it during the trial. And so did the prosecution because the prosecution's closing statement was, I quote, now it's our time to just do it. So, Did Nike sue the pants off them for using that? That is oh some, that no is no no because that's not Michael shit. Jordan. All our money is going to that. All our money is going to that. Now there wasn't exactly a jury here because uh, the judge is the one that uh, convicted Iverson and you no know, said he was guilty, and they suspended sentencing for two months because he wasn't eighteen yet. Guess what happens when you can do when uh, someone's eighteen? You sentence them. So wait till they turn 18? You uh, in, sentence them as an adult. In Virginia, yes, you can. Hmm. Because you can't sentence them to 60 years in prison when they're 17 years old. You can when they're 18. Is that what happened to Alan Iverson? Of course that's what fucking happened. He got sentenced to 60 years in prison? Well, I mean, he got sentenced to 15 years in prison. But the judge said, I was going to sentence you to 60 I was going to sentence you to 60. How generous. But he also spent 10 years at the uh, request of the uh, prosecution. And then um, with good behavior, you're like, you can probably be out in a few months. So. During, Is that what happened to Alan Iverson? Yes. Well, sort of. Sort of. Um, actually, the jury was deadlocked. And, uh, I'm sorry, during Melvin Stevens' trial, a jury was deadlocked, so he got off, and nothing happened to him. Now, the other guy, shit, I didn't write down his name, but hold on, let me go back with his name. Uh, the other guy, Michael Simmons got sentenced, though. So, Michael Simmons and Alan Iverson went to jail. 
or prison, whatever. And uh, they both got 15 years with 10 years suspended. 10 years suspended. Allen Iverson never admitted guilt, but he also said he was sorry for what happened because he was there. But he said he's sorry for what's happened. Now, key part here. Michael Simmons did get convicted of assault. Allen Iverson did not. He got convicted of maiming by mob. All of this is all on maiming by mob. The defense attorney of his trial said this was, and I quote, the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. That's what he said. <laughs> That's how you describe a trial. That is an excellent defense attorney. Can we get that guy's name? Uh, just, I don't need it for anything. I'm sure I wrote it down here somewhere, just not in this paragraph. After his sentencing also, local police harassed civil rights activist Rudy Langford to stop the protests. Because there were protests for this. Very peaceful ones down at the courthouse, the police station. Funny, in 1993, when things like this happened, they were still protesting. But there was also wasn't a 24-hour news cycle. So people think of some sort of new phenomenon. And I'm Kip Cutler, and I'm acknowledging that this is happening. And I think that's fucked up. Okay? You can't protest just because injustice happened. All right? I'm Kip Cutler. Okay? During these protests... I just want you to know, I want all of you to know that many buildings, all right, many businesses and many homes were definitely looted and vandalized. What's that, Muscadine Betty? None of them were? I don't fucking believe that. Mm, yeah. Well, don't don't look that up, by the way, America. Yeah. Don't don't look that up at all. Well, it sounds like the, uh, the houses and businesses were maimed by mobs. Well, the problem here is the protesting. Because when you protest the justice system in a way that isn't favorable or ideal to people like me, okay, that's the problem here, all right? Because you should only protest when you're protesting things that people like me support. It's all about being comfortable, all right? And Alan Iverson does not make me comfortable. Him making us actually have to look at other people, especially in the basketball world, just because you weren't a Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan smiled all the time. It, we do not like being uncomfortable in this society, and that's why Allen Iverson has to go to jail. I'm just going to go ahead and say Allen Iverson never made me uncomfortable. Hmm. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Chris? Um... Uh... I mean, Ellen Everson's story makes me uncomfortable, but uh, I think that's just because of the racism that sort of Hermes. woven yeah, throughout it. I can't say the man ever made me uncomfortable. Then you're wrong. I, I, did, I, I did played listen, for you 40 bars I did earlier. listen to that single. Yeah. Uh, it was I'll bad. Say, okay, I'll, <laughs> was I, bad. Will, I will amend my statement. Uh, Alan Iverson's rap career does make me uncomfortable. Everything else but, about him, though, you is know, not. We, we haven't heard the whole album. Oh, so there's what, a reason why you haven't heard your whole album. So, you know, I what, meant to tell you earlier. What judgment can we really pass on the man? Oh, there's the reason why you didn't is because David Stern, the commissioner of the NBA, convinced him not to because of all the anti-homosexual rhetoric. Well, also, he wanted to call. And who would have thought that the NBA would be coming out in support of homosexuals? Oh, well, no, that's because they were they lost 50 percent of their viewership after Michael Jordan retired and Alan Iverson increased it because people were watching him. Hmm. And so if he came out with this album because of the things he said in it wouldn't be good for business. And now 
Iverson could have released it, but didn't. And I'm going to give both of you a guess what you think his rap name was going to be. Because whatever you think it is, it definitely isn't. It's not the third degree. That would have been good, though. Man, um, that would have been a great rap name. It probably would have been uh, uh, the one getting ready to for his later adoption, Blue Ivy. That still would have been good. That, I mean, Blue Ivy, Black Ivy would have been great. Mm. Black Ivy would have been a great name. What was it, Kip? You didn't tell me your guess yet. I said the third degree. Oh, but you know it's not it. That was a nickname. I mean, I just can't get past that. I just, it's so obvious to me, but maybe... I don't know. Kanye West? Oh, no. Sleeves wait. McGee. Damn, that's... Hello, <laughs> Sleeves McGee. Okay, he went... He chose... This super hard name, by the way. And his name is as hard as fuck. Jules. Oh. But did he swap out any of the normal letters for other letters? Nope. No. With the Z. We did know that because oh. we've read the lyrics to that. Yep. It was okay. definitely on there. J-E-W-E-L-Z. And it's like, hey, I was in the studio for Ray to die. Notorious B-I-G. I hang out with P. Diddy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be a serious rapper. I've also, I'm like one of the biggest basketball stars of all time right now. I'm very anti-gay, apparently. I am going to go with Jules. Hmm. Well, I guess it's better than just like straight up balls. <laughs> I'm going to say that at this time period... <laughs> Things that end in Z was very popular. Yeah. Um, Basketball. Because of ballers. I mean, he could. I mean, there was also. Uh, balls. Drills. His nickname was The Answer. And a third degree, which would have been the best rap Both name. Both of them are good for rapping. Yeah, he was an answer at this time, by the way. He went with Jules. Yeah. And, and, not, and not even the cool version with Killer Mike, Run the Jules. Yeah. Love that. All right, man. I love. <laughs> Not that I listen to yeah. rap, because I don't. Well, I, mean, I guess it's, it's better than going with some Nazi shit. Where are we here? Okay. We're in the middle we are, of his... his yeah. So like, we're at Iverson getting sentenced. Alleged involvement in this mob. Well, at this point, he is convicted. So the judge, uh, Nelson Overton, the very, very white judge who sentenced him. Did I mention that Iverson was dating his granddaughter at the time? At least that was the rumor. The judge's granddaughter? Yeah. And this is disputed. <laughs> This is disputed because some people say they were dating and some people I said they weren't. love small towns. Okay. Some people said they were dating and some people said they weren't. The girlfriend I said they were dating. Alan Iverson was like, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, Iverson has not mentioned any of this at all. Because when he was asked, he says he doesn't remember. <laughs> also, the granddaughter, who I cannot find her name... Just said that she disinclined to comment. So I don't know. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that um, there's a lot of like racial strife here. So before they sentenced Iverson, because remember they waited two months. So that he would be eight. Right. Months. And they were like, oh, wait a minute, but we're not actually going to like let them get be on bond for that, even though he was bond for everything else, because he might flee the country with no passport. And no money because they said he can play basketball overseas and make a buttload of money. 
And that's why they didn't let him go on bail for that. <laughs> Police Chief Pat Minetti in the 90s, when asked, did the system work for Allen Iverson? Or I'm sorry, uh, this is in 2011 or something. He was asked if the system worked for Iverson after everything happened, which I'm not going to tell you yet. <clears throat> uh, Police Chief Pat Minetti said, you're causing me a second guess the system, and I don't do that. <laughs> He's like, did the system work? If only it, uh, it worked too well. This feels like a movie where we started in the middle, we're going back, and all the loose ends are going to end up, and I don't like where it's going, because what we've got is you won't. a failed rap career, Oh well, yeah, no, a like suspended that. sentence, some well, guy named Pat Minetti. Ten years suspended because he's got yeah. to serve five years. Right. Yeah. This lady getting and maybe hit with a chair. I don't really care that much about her. She well, sounds like not great. She and, got hit um, with a chair. <laughs> and I'm just like, I mean, the phrase racial strife has been used too many times already. I'm going to use it a few more times. Yeah, but I just, too many times for my liking. I know yeah. is, is, the, is the judge's granddaughter happy or not happy? Oh, I don't know. I can't find her name. However, I can tell you what local reporter Jim Spencer wrote in an actual article that's definitely real about this whole thing. And because, Jim, hey, look, I don't want to sully your words. I'm just going to use what you said, dog. Look, Jim Spencer is not related to Richard B. Spencer. Yes, I tried to find it in hopes that it was, but it's not. Look, I'm not going to put words in Jim Spencer's mouth, okay? And Jim Spencer, you know, uh, look, he said that no racial slurs. Remember, he all started over the N word. Okay, Jim Spencer said that no racial slurs enough to commit to commit violence. And to prove that, Jim Spencer listed in an article all of the racially charged words that he finds offensive towards white people. I'm not even going to make you guys guess this because I just want to tell you and you tell me if you've heard of it before. Also, here's a title of that article, N-Word Makes Violence Okay. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> a good, a great start. Look, look up Jim Spencer and look up this article <laughs> and please tell me that you don't fucking I mean, laugh your ass off when you see this. I mean, look, the I number... I to hear the, the things that Jim Spencer thinks are offensive. The number of articles I've proposed to local publications that involve uh, the N-word making violence okay, you wouldn't believe. Hey, look, man. He, he Look, Jim Spencer is arguing that the lawyer says being called the N-word makes it okay. And Jim Spencer is saying... Because he's a white guy, racial slurs that he's heard, you know, means that black people shouldn't be mad at the N-word. So, I, okay, I'm just going to read off the things that he actually put in his article. Yeah, please and do. And you tell me if you've heard of this before. Oh, some of these another he, yay or nay. I love yeah, this. Some game. of these you've heard of. But he's very specific. Mm. Jim Spencer is super duper specific. And remember, Jim Spencer has been called all these things before. And let's all remember that this was 1993. Oh, yeah. The Urban Dictionary did not exist yet. Oh, and Jim Spencer stands behind this article. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, here's, okay, here's what he says. Honky punk, 
Nope. I'm quoting, by the way. Only the first part. It's okay, because I'm white. It's fine. Redneck pig. Only the first part. Exactly. Oh, and the second yeah. part, yeah, but yeah, separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's adding yeah. things on here. Yeah. Like, I think those, those that's a very specific... I've been called a lot of things. Like, like compound right? slurs. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Chris. You're right. There are compounds. No, you're wrong. I've been called a pig by a lot of women and a redneck by a lot of women. Never both at the same time. Yeah. Right. Sure. I think I've called you both of those things, but not at the same time. Well, well, yeah, not at the same time, though. Yeah. Because, like like Chris was saying, compound slurs, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't like you, and I disagree with everything you think. But you have same. never come in here and, like, put these two things together. No. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, it, you, you might not be my favorite person in the world, but what you are is not a fucking dumbass like Jim Spencer. Hillbilly Cracker. Oh, uh, I've heard both of yes, those, but again, definitely. separately. Yeah. Does he not know how to use commas? Because I think what this is, it's just it's just a list oh, and not commas. Right, not it is. Commas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he just wanted to make sure that he, because uh, once again, you can't list. If you're Jim Spencer, all right, all of these one word things by themselves don't, they don't, uh, the effect doesn't add up as well. As like, as Chris said, you compound them. Would you, would you like to know my favorite on the list of this? What's your favorite? This is one thing, by the way. This this thing okay. is one thing. Hit me. You rhythmless, low jumping, no basketball playing, clumsy white boy. I actually uh, <laughs> a real person wrote this that in is... a real article. Oh, well, now, I, listen, I, Jim look. Spencer just was unpopular. <laughs> is all we're learning. Yeah, I was called that all the time. Well, that's dude true. That's no reason to fight somebody, right? Yeah, I did go to basketball camp with Jim Spencer. <laughs> And then also some of our, our uh, you know, less white friends, but... Less white? That's very specific. Rhythmless, low jumping, no basketball playing, clumsy white boy? That's that's verbatim from that article. I yeah. think that's less a stereotype and more one specific person, namely yeah. Jim Spencer. What black person is going to spend all of these syllables? Uh, by the way, uh, any of us... Anybody out there in America, are you going to spend that many syllables? Well, look, I I did hang out with Jim Spencer at his uh, grandfather's place, and his grandfather was, um, he he was tap dancing and shooting hoops, and he he did yell that at his grandson, Jim, and his basketball playing was just non-existent. But his granddad wasn't low jumping. He was tap dancing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I never never saw the man clear more than six, eight inches off the ground. And he didn't grow up at the same time as Jim Spencer. Right. And Jim Spencer, you know, if I was You know, Jim, what time did Jim Spencer grow up in? Because see, honestly, it doesn't feel like the time I reckon. Well, he was in his 30s right around in here. I think he was in his 50s or 60s okay. during the 30 for 30. Like, and I were, was it? like the rest of us, he grew up in a time that was very hard for white people. Yeah, as I was talking about earlier, growing up very comfortably. Kip, Kip Cutler is about one thing here. Truthiness? Yeah, truthiness. If you don't agree with me, I'm out. I've made that very clear from the very beginning of when we started. Also, there's a uh, even funnier video of a guy named Paul Gillis, who is a regional officer for the NAACP, chastising Jim Spencer to his face in a church. 
with a audience during a sermon because they invited him and his stupid ass showed up. And when you want to know what Jim Spencer said about it, he got mad because it hurt his feelings. So now let's talk about the black people who didn't like Iverson because this is also a thing. So there was uh, black people who thought he was guilty. I'm going to go ahead and let you guess the socioeconomic status of these black people who thought he was guilty. You got any guesses there, Chris? Oh, uh, uh, doing quite well. Oh, yeah. yeah. They hated Iverson. Mm-hmm. Members of the NAACP, by the way, who were doing very well, were uh, discouraging black people from openly protesting because of fear of disorder. Want to know how they are trying to get people to not protest? No. Going door to door of black residents that were in their registry because they had their address. <laughs> right? Oh, I know. You thought I was going to white bash this whole time, America. Nope. Every time you think you know what Kip Cutler is going to do, you don't fucking know. Which is why you should listen to Info Sports now, you fucking dicks. Yo, you think I don't know what I'm doing over here? Yeah. Right? What? What? For our listeners. What, what? What? Who cares about them? You and our advertisers. Oh, no, no. This is about me, okay? We do this show because I love my echo chamber, all right? I do this show so I can listen to myself. What's that, Muscadine Betty? Who gives a fuck about the advertisers? Oh, they pay me. All right, never mind. Okay, yeah. The Dr. St. Paul, you're totally right. Yeah, Chris, I, I agree, man. You, you know, dude. Well, I'm way drunker than I was when I started this. We all are. Okay. Um, it was really funny about the black people doing that shit in NAACP was, uh, just like with crime, a lot more things are socioeconomic than they are racial. Also, they're still racial. And I'm a proud Southern white guy, so I don't believe in intersectionality of any kind. Dr. St. Paul, don't don't you even say anything about why I know that word. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. I was just going to sit here and be uh, mildly impressed. Nope, don't want to hear it. But that's fine. Don't want to hear it. Chris, don't you say shit about it either. I see you over there. Yeah, no, I uh Are you are you rolling up that jazz cabbage? Well, uh it's uh it's a solidarity cabbage tonight. Uh, what 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 the fuck's that? Said, what's a solidarity? It's a special uh Italian blend. Wait, does this mean I get to do my Italian accent? No, it does not. Let's go on. What Hold happened? On. Oh, I, I I'm so drunk. I can do this. Oh, Hold yeah, on. yeah. I, I could do this. Uh-huh. Alcohol. Right, no, you can't. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it. No, Let me get in character. You can't. Some, get... <laughs> someday. And that day may never come. Ooh, I like the way your mouth looked when you did that. Is that or De Niro? I may call upon you to do a favor for me. Okay, hold on. I could definitely do this. Watch this. Hold on. I gotta get I, I gotta get in character. Gabagoo. 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 Oh my god. Look, look. You come. Is there any group we hey, won't affect? Why does that be a racial thing? You come into my shop, Gabagoo. You come into, you come over here. Okay, come into my shop. Hey, Tony, Tony, you, t- <laughs> Tony, Tony, you tell Big Sal, Paulie, 
Paulie. Look, I've been telling Paulie for years. Come over here and get some gabagoo. Gabagoo, coke. All right, on the table, gabagoo, okay? You guys are gabagoo. I tell you, I don't fuck with my grandma no more. I'm also in Arkansas. I don't fuck my grandma no more, okay? I did that once. I did that once, okay? Look, 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 look. I'm just gonna stop this right here, kid. I'm a Cajun, Italian, Arcadian, Arkansasian. There's literally... Gabagoo, Dr. St. Paul. Gabagoo, motherfucker. So many things wrong with this. This is the Department of Justice. It's going to have to establish a task force. Yeah, there's honestly... Determine the levels of racial discrimination. I'm not sure what kind of maiming we just did, but let me tell you, we are about to get slapped with a racial ass lawsuit so big. Oh, so no. big. Yeah, we're satire. Look, yeah, if you just keep saying it enough times, it won't happen. It's uh, it's fair use. It, it definitely is fair use. Saying shit that you guys saw on Reddit does not make you <laughs> lawyers. Hey, look. Hey, look. Gabagoo. <laughs> I Gabagoo is the motherfucker. The more you say that, the more it feels racial. Let's get how racial it is. And we were talking about Iris and getting all convicted and stuff. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, so his sentence was reduced to one year. Would you like to know why? This is after so he got hit at 15 years. At basketball. Yeah. Also, there's numerous accounts that Iverson didn't just not throw the chair, but also didn't throw a punch. And the investigators said they have no proof. Which would be very believable if there wasn't a video. Yeah. And in that video, now don't get me wrong, I watched the video. Okay, look. I'm not saying all black people look alike. I'm just saying that if Iverson did something, it sure would be nice to see Iverson in that video. Because you can't see Iverson doing anything in that video. Would you like to know why? Because he's not in it. No, he is in it. Leaving. He's in the video leaving the bowling alley. Oh, okay, yeah. And that video sure would have done justice if it had been introduced in trial, which it was not, and the prosecution knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's all... Sorry, Kip, can we just throw back to about 30 minutes ago when you said the justice system was fair? It is fair. Okay, keep going. If you will maintain look, that stance. The justice, look, just because one outlier of a trial so egregious to where that the governor of Virginia had to get involved to grant clemency, and so did the Virginia Court of Appeals because they overturned a conviction, doesn't mean the system isn't fair. It just means Iverson was targeted, but not because of race. What's your theory then? Wait, hold on. I just said a bunch of stuff there. Wait a minute. Uh, okay, the video is grainy. So, just because... Okay, there was a lot of black people in that video. I'm just saying they all looked like Allen Iverson. Besides the one guy in the corner... Kip, you can't say Definitely like looked like him and walked away. But also, can't be sure because it's 1993. And I'm not sure. What I do know is you that... You can't even say stuff like that in 1993, Kip. Well, you can see somebody swing a chair. You want to know how that's not Alan Iverson? Because no one swung a chair. He's six foot seven. 
So, oh, okay. Uh, he's, I mean, it's clear, clearly not. He's a tall motherfucker. Also, you can't see who it is. I mean, the whole video is legit 20 or something seconds. The reason why it is, is because they cut the video. But once again, if it had been introduced in trial, sure we made a lot of those other people who said Iverson instigated the event and swung a chair really hard to prove it if he had the video showing a guy who looked exactly like him walk away and not do anything. Yeah. Yeah, the prosecution had this video, didn't introduce it or do anything about it. Guess who else knew about the video? Judge goddamn Nelson Overton. Well, that's yep. why you don't let people named Nelson become a judge. All I'm saying is if he was dating his grand, if Iverson was dating his granddaughter, I can kind of undersee why he conveniently would forget about the video. And if you're the Virginia Court of Appeals, which I can't see why they did what they did, they just overturned it, I sure would like to think that if they're trying to protect anyone, remember, Kip Cutler is anti-government. I'm just saying that these things will start to make sense a little bit. But I'm also a Southern conservative Protestant white male. No reason to question that. So our system is fair. More drama. The governor that granted him clemency is black. His name is Governor Doug Wilder. He is the second black governor in the history of America. Would you like to know who the first one is? Some dude yes. named Pickney something. It was Louisiana in the 1800s. Hmm. Second one is Governor Wilder, who got elected in 1989. We're making a lot of progress, by the way. A lot of progress. So much progress that, look, 100 years between two black governors, look, that, that's good. And there's also that one thing about the lead detective lying on the stand about Iverson walking up to him and saying, make sure they take pictures during the first day of court for the trial, even though Iverson and him were never within a hundred yards of each other during the whole thing because that lead detective wasn't fucking there during the first day of the trial. This is the problem with having black governors. You would never see a white governor doing that or a white president. You'd never see somebody in the Oval Office right now pardoning his friends, especially because of things like business deals and racial similarities. You never see Trump doing anything like that. That can't, can't imagine. Is exactly what's happening. Don't don't fact check me on that, America. I'm oh. I'm fact checking you on that. That's no, exactly that's not, what's happening. That's not even important. Did you know Iverson also once didn't do his homework because he claimed his knees hurt? I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop here. Like I'm feeling like there's a lot that needs to be tied up. Oh, I I got, I got you. I, yeah, I, I got. I'm it. just it, there's a lot of anxiety here. So oh, I got you back here. The Virginia Court of Appeals overturned a conviction because of lack of evidence, because of all the things we talked about earlier. Because there was no evidence that he did it, yes. Well, yeah, because no evidence he did it. Barbara Steele, by the way, in recent interviews, also said that she's not exactly sure who hit her in the head with the chair. Classic hmm. white lady. Yeah. The Oh, I forgot to mention, there's this employee who works at the bowling alley who didn't testify. 
because they never called him to testify because he said Iverson didn't do anything and left. And by one employee, I mean like five. And by five employees, I mean literally 15 other witnesses said Iverson didn't do anything. So when it comes to adversity, when it came to dominating the basketball court, and when it comes to some sort of weird kind of resilience of like, I'm never going away, but I also never learn. The most selfish player in the history of basketball, because he definitely was, somehow had all the tools to make sure he stayed around to battle that shit, to be a Hall of Famer, to slay fucking giants. Because before he ever got to the NBA, when dealing with all that bullshit, guess what he had a lot of? Practice. Paper slam. What it do? Hey, you like that? I did like that, actually. I, I, you like that? I liked it, yeah. And if I had anything left to drink, I would have drank for that yeah, practice. I, 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 I'm liking it right now. We just, man, yeah, no, no one could ever say Kip Cutler, all right? Info Sports Now, we bring it to the fucking table, don't we? Mm. We do bring a lot of things to the table. Now that that's over, thank God, because I don't agree with any of that. All sure, right? yeah. I, I, I did, don't agree with any of that. I, did, I didn't get that vibe from you, uh, you, you saying it so passionately. I don't believe anything I said in the past three hours. Sure. This is back to real Kip Cutler. Strong okay? strong disclaimer. Yeah. Final thoughts? You know what? I'm going to go first today. Okay. Fuck LeBron James. Because I, I got to get back into my shit over here. Fuck LeBron James. All right? All right. All right. I've got some final thoughts. Um, It was definitely racial. We should listen to women. Um, Don't listen to any of Allen Iverson's music. Oh, yeah, no, you're right about that. I 100% agree. Uh, our justice system needs some serious fixing. Well, that was 93. Look, you can't judge the justice system based off of a few bad apples or cases or injustice, Dr. St. Paul. Uh, but I will. I will continue to judge the justice system based on the fact that it is unjust. Well, what about me, Dr. St. Paul? What about me? What about Kip Cutler? You know, Kip, I refuse to ask myself, what about you? Because I know you ask yourself that enough for everyone. That, that's true. Okay, that's fair. All right, that's fair. That's fair. What would you got, crazy? Crazy Chris. Final thoughts? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, y'all slobbing on the spit. <laughs> Yeah, and I know, like, I I know that y'all don't want to appreciate these kinds of lyrics, but I mean, the man that we just spent three hours talking about, these are his words, and he said, uh, you know, die for zero digits. I'm a giant, y'all midgets. Give me more. Give me more, please. I think that's it. That's it for me. I that's think, the uh... strongest possible rhyme. That you could ever land on. Yeah. And Especially turn of the century. That's the best. I think I'll say one thing, though. Since Crazy Chris has kicked us off here. Uh, Alan Iverson might have a lyric that you might want to steal as our, or sorry, uh, use, appropriate, satirically yeah, quote, yeah. Yeah, sure. um, as our new tagline. Uh, gunshots. Die if you don't believe it. I love it. I love that. You're right. Also, Alan Iverson never said that because we said it first. Uh, Definitely. Gunshots die if you don't believe it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, pew pew. That's the kind yeah. of stuff. Finger that guns. Judge Nelson would probably buy. Info Sports now finger guns. Fuck Judge Nelson, okay? Judge Nelson <laughs> is, is the reason why we're in this predicament we're in now. If he had just ignored all the evidence, as opposed to known about the evidence, you know what I'm saying? What a fucking asshole. You don't admit to that shit. You if you're going to ignore things and just allow shit. You can't admit that you know it. Hmm. That's the problem. Here. Advice for the ages. Yeah. You know? It's just like whenever they ask for our tax returns. I don't know anything. <laughs> right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Taxes? I've never heard of taxes. Thank God we're in Mississippi. <laughs> All uh, I gotta say is, I'm hitting anything in plain view for my riches. <laughs> Hold on, was it? I wait. I got no time for sweet with the rated mystique. Wait, that's it. Alan Iverson is the worst lyricist ever. I, I'm sorry, Alan, you suck. Like I, man, love them in basketball. Lyrically, ain't nothing sweet about this rate of mystique. Oh, were you 11, Alan? Are you 11 when you wrote that? Ain't nothing sweet about this rate of mystique. While you eat shit, sleep and beat your meat. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Why you eat, why you eat, sleep, shit, or eat, mm-hmm. shit, sleep, beat your meat? Oh yeah, die, reaching for heat. Oh, die, die, reaching for heat, leave you leaking in the street. I forgot. I didn't even mention that part about where Alan went broke. But when he's fifty-five, Reebok is going to be paying him like a million dollars a year for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find all the details in that contract. Also, I got bored, and by I got bored, I mean I got like my brain got numb. Looking up all this stuff. And then I got distracted by watching old Allen Iverson games on YouTube. Which you guys should definitely go do. So, guess what we're going to do next time on Info Sports Now. Mm-hmm. Die if you don't believe it. I'm not sure yet. But I have a couple of things. Okay. There's mm-hmm. some Indian cricket dude that killed a bunch of women that I want to uh, look into. Uh... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, good. More misogyny on the show. Can't wait. I love crime. <laughs> Dude, crime's awesome. Yeah. Especially crime if you got, like, one of those, like, fancy bats that you're using to deflect crime with. Like, at high speeds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true, too. There's also this um, white dude who's a poker player, which I know, I mean, poker's not really the a sport. Australian guy? No, he's this dude that did a whole bunch of, like, money laundering and shit. It's really interesting. He's one of the few people I got, like, close to a life sentence for it. it it's interesting. So, I mean, there's a few things. Um, I mean, it's... Wait, who did we bring up earlier? I can't do Michael Jordan yet. I don't want the show to shut down yet, because Nike's going to shut us down <laughs> if we ever do that. You guys are laughing. I'm serious. Nike will shut us down if I ever did Michael Jordan. Hey, it's our farewell episode. Yeah, there's like two attorneys with like Google Alerts. They're just waiting. Dude, CIA just, is just, like, probably just, working for it. With AI listening yeah. to every podcast. Oh, you know. Ear, ear to facial the wire. recognition. Already, they can listen yeah. to this one already. Right. Because we said Michael Jordan's name so oh, many times. So and you already know we're not socially distancing. I'm not wearing a mask. So like they can see my face. A very, very white, rosy, cheeky face with glasses. I've been with masked glasses. up in this shit since September. Very pale. Ooh. Uh, not Almost that pale. sickly. No, actually. not that pale. But definitely oh, the no, five but- o'clock shadow and a little bit of a mustache. 
Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, curly hair. And, and very curly brown hair. <laughs> Definitely describing myself. Only myself. And not Dr. St. Paul. That's uh, all I see. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Also, go to the Patreon page. Get PayPal. Info Sports Now Truth. Or sorry, Info Sports Now Truth at gmail.com. Visit Info Sports Now page. You can find it to donate. Uh, ISN Truth on Twitter, which I haven't touched in like eight months. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. Info Sports Now.